Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. T-R-P-E The realest podcast ever, realest podcast ever Two brothers bringing thinking on a second level Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets The best two hours out of every week YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs Real talk every time, this is what you need We just out here popping shit It's your boy C. Diddy and Matt makes me sick T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go They know The realest podcast ever The realest podcast ever Jim, for me You allowed to talk? I finally uh, have caught I usually jump in on that spot Where the beat break down mm-hmm. at the end I know that it's there now it's like what was that one song that everybody would uh go to go go in too soon? It was like when the fucking beat dropped, motherfuckers was uh it was like a real popular song recently, and motherfuckers could never uh figure out where to like come in on the verse. They was always off. I don't know. Mm. I know when I listen to Yes Indeed, I never. <laughs> Weezy out of here. The dash is there. Oh shit! Fuck me up. Hold on. Back yeah. it, back it up. Rewind the song. God damn it, little baby. I like that song though. That shit is uh, that song went platinum. It's about to be double platinum soon. Yeah, power but, drink, man. Yeah, you know the, uh, they did the um, top one hundred Billboard Hot one hundred artists of all time. Drake didn't make top twenty. Really? Yeah, number twenty one. Who's number? Who's who? Are the top five? Michael Jackson probably. Obviously. Jackson was number eight. Who's who's number one? The Eagles. Beatles. I know that Janet Jackson was number seven because she was in front of Mike. Um, I'd have to go to it real quick. So I can't hear anything. So, there we go. so what do they? Uh, so when they so when they compile this list, what are they basing this off of? Is this like albums or singles or just lifetime? I don't work there. I'm just telling you what they put. <laughs> what no, they I thought put. they might have gave you a, like an index, like an indicator of like, all right, this is what we did to compile this shit. Oh, so all right. Yeah, Drake was 21. Uh, number one was the Beatles. Number two was Madonna. Three was Elton John. Four was Elvis. Five was Mariah Carey. Six, Stevie Wonder. Seven, Janet. Eight, Mike. Nine, Whitney. Ten, Rihanna. Come on, yeah. Rolling Stones was uh, 11. Paul McCartney by himself, 12. Bee Gees, 13. Usher, 14. Chicago was 15. The Supreme, 16. Prince, 17. Hall of Notes, 18. Rod Stewart, 19. Olivia Newton-John was number 20. 
and then Drake was 21. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, all right, when they say the Beatles, I'm thinking that they, they're adding in, like, Paul McCartney solo shit and all that. And they're just looking at just straight Beatles accomplishments. I, I don't know what they're using, what they use to compile yeah, we, it. Yeah, I got to do some research on that because I'm, now I'm fucking confused. And Billboard is usually very straightforward. Like, My thing is with Drake having 187 entries right. alone, that should make you... At least pass all the notes. Than, yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? I got like, more entries than all you bitches. So I, you know. Here I am at number 21. Mind you, it's like, I guess, I don't, maybe number ones, but even that. Because you figure now he doesn't got. Got like four, five number ones or some shit like that. Oh, like, six. As a solo artist? Yeah. What the fuck? Figure one dance was <laughs> a number one. Controller. Uh, in my the, in my feelings. In my feelings. God's, God's playing. playing. Nice, nice for what? what? And it's another one. They said he has six. Hotline Bling was number two. It never went to number one. Said he has six. So I don't know what the other one is. I could look yeah. it up real quick. And he got a couple as a feature artist too. Yeah, work with Rihanna, some other shit. Yeah, a bunch of shit. All right, well, whatever. Billboard. We got a special. I just have. I was looking at it when waiting for y'all, and I just happened to yeah. notice that. Well, we got a special guest in the building. Um, extended family to the show. Um, Yak House Entertainment artist. Introduce yourself, sir. My name is Wise Vega. How you doing? Shout out to Skull on the intro. Happy to be here with you guys. Fellow uh, Yak House uh, alumni. Yeah. Our guy, uh, Brad. I didn't want to butt in until you introduced me. <laughs> that's smart. But that's, that's, good, that's good media training out of, out of you. Yeah, man, because they give me pep talks. <laughs> like, don't say nothing stupid. <laughs> like, all right, man. <laughs> yeah, Wise, Wise Vega has a perfect uh, radio voice. Like, he has a perfect, just all around, right. you know. You hear Wise Vega talking, you like, damn, I got the short end of this. <laughs> I got cheated. Yeah. I work with the tools that I was given. Yeah. But, but you got like perfect delivery with like everything you say, so it's like kinda like you're a natural comedic talent. Yeah, I mean my delivery's cool, but my voice is trash. <laughs> you know, it's one of them things you just kinda work with. But it is what it is. So we're here today, uh, as usual, a bunch of shit going on in the media. More importantly, though, we got uh, Wise Vega in the building. We're going to talk about his his new EP, he got out Party and Bullshit, uh, who he is, where he came from, where he's going, most importantly. And um, that's pretty much it. He came through, he brought some gifts. I'm staring at a nice bottle of Moet Rosé. Uh, I just want to be petty and let everybody know Matt does not have a bottle of <laughs> Moet Rosé. I'm, I'm not staring at a bottle of uh, he is. He's staring at uh, a water from Wawa. Um, I'm just looking out for him, man. Um, we, we also have uh, t-shirts here. Vega Mania, which is straight fire. This is an extra large. It's a little big for me. I'm fat. I ain't that fat. But, you know, I'm going to make it do what it do. You know I've lost weight because when he handed me the three X, I'm like, yo, this John big as shit. <laughs> flexing. Yeah, flexing. Stone cold. I was going to give you a two X, like, yeah, you're going to get into this one day. When I first met Matt, I was like, yo, you like Viscera. Nah, now he about to go into his, um, nah, his uh, Isaac Hayes. I ain't jumping into a two X. I've been, I've been getting on Chad and Jules' nerves all fucking week with the Gucci shit. It's like this. Yo, you can't wait till you can fit it. Yo, my nigger, my, my nigger aspirations. Yo, he, didn't, he didn't send me one or two items, he sent me the sheet. Like the yeah. screenshot of the whole sheet, like yeah, I'm thinking about getting all this shit right here. I'm like, bruh, it's twelve items. Yeah, I really like the new Deborah Dan shit. Like it, it's super smoking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They got I ain't really the, the pants and a couple of the, the like the uh, yeah. yeah yeah with those. We don't really wear Gucci pants. Yeah, but yeah. The, the outerwear, like the hoodies, the sweatshirts, yeah. and Jones is is phenomenal. And Gucci go up to a three. So 
Yeah, you know, I told Chad, give me nine and a half. It's, it's, it's a three, but it's not a three. It's not a. It's I mean, it's not a three, but it's, it's, all, it's I, kind of a three. They sweatshirts though was like a three. See, the thing is, I don't want to be the bulls. Like Chad said, he wear XL. Yeah, I wear XL. I'm gonna have to try this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because you know, it'd be like the big ball in the in the videos. They be having them tight ass shirts and they got the roll hanging. Out. I'm like, dog, I don't want to be that guy. No, no, I saw a nigga the other day with a Gucci shirt on. He was like, uh. Kinda heavy set, not yeah. like big dude, but heavy set. And I don't know if he lost a bet or what. Like, why the fuck is your shirt this little? And <laughs> dude. the shirt was tiny, and then the pants were even tiny. No, <laughs> like he was, he was a like a chubby dude. Yeah, that was like your height. His pants was like. A 30 by like 26 And it was like It just was mad weird Because The pants weren't Cuffed up Or anything like that Like it was just Straight pants It was pants. just where they From just the ankle the, they just to like, So he had capris on basically. Like, Yeah but the, the pants Stopped like Midway through his hip And his whole ass And drawers was Yeah I don't get that Is he a chubby dude Like I'll be trying to tell And niggas. I was like Yo why are your clothes This little yo? Exactly <laughs> What the fuck It's the last one they had But it wasn't like He was on that one Like it was hand-me-downs Like he bought that Like he, he just caught he just paid because he hopped out these. the rental had on a little rolling and shit, and I'm just like, nah, dog. They yeah, be the like scumbag fishing. starter rolling, yeah, the scumbag starter rolling <laughs> with the Roman numerals and all the fake ideas. <laughs> exactly. It was like, yo, what the hell is going on? But yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, no, you know, you don't want to be that guy because I see that guy of, all the time. Speaking of scumbag jewelry, did y'all see they just seized all them fake Cartier love bracelets? Jewel said it to me yesterday. It was like, ah, they on to us. I'm like, dog. Well, I was telling him like um, maybe two months ago they confiscated ten million worth of fake ro- uh, watches, yeah. and it's like, do you know how many watches you gotta have to have ten million in fake watches? That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of fuck. Like if like, you even if they inflating it to what you know the retail price would be, that's still a lot of like if you had watches. ten million dollars worth of like just real regu- watches. regular date just <laughs> that's a lot of fucking watches. It's six seven thousand a piece. It's like you got. Fake, like I was like that had to be like you ever seen War Dogs when they was repacking the bullets? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. had to have a warehouse operating <laughs> to take like that's a lot of fucking watches. And as I was telling him, I'm like, yo, it, it, it's insane. I was like, the Yeezys is next. I'm like, they coming to get oh, yeah. all of them fake because everybody it went from nobody having them to, to everybody, everybody having them. Yeah, I guess somebody the other day said it. And I when I saw that, I was like. I guess I just didn't pay attention to Listen, it well I, enough. I got a pair on right now. I got the yellow ones on. The concert, the Jay and Beyonce concert Monday was like stretchy, stretchy dress in Yeezy 500 was the fucking dress code for every chick in Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess I just didn't peep it. And somebody said and I, I started. I didn't peep it neither. I started looking for it and it was so funny. I'm on the Explorer page and I see like one group of chicks and there's four, there's four of them and they, they in, the, in a circle in the picture and they all got their shoes in oh, there. God. Two pair of yellow ones, two pair. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows 
from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Pair of gray ones, and I come out of that picture. The next picture on the Explorer page is a chick with a Burberry dress on with the gray pair. I'm just like, y'all are fucking killing me here. Yeah. Like, and know what it is? Is is that I, I went on? I went online. I was looking on Flight Club. I'm like, yo, I'm looking at. I'm like, yo, something about these says it's gonna be a problem because <laughs> they're too cheap. It's <laughs> like, hey, you niggas can't wait to shit get cheap. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's like everybody and their mom said that the fucking the Wave Runner 700s was horrible. They ugly as shit. As soon as they went down to 400. Everybody in Philadelphia had a pair. I'm like, yo, y'all so predictable. Them Jones never dropped below like 19 in a 15. Yeah. yeah the shit, the black Jones is still 915. <laughs> Awful, right? Yeah, you in a real struggle. I thought yeah. having 13 was bad, man. 15? Uh, 13 is like regular. 13 is cool. I they got like that. one or two pair at the store, though. Like, we walk like, but, yeah. but you might go in the afternoon and they still got them. Right. Which is weird. You at nine or 10, those things are gone. Oh, you done. That's the first thing to go. Eight and a half, like anything from an eight to a nine and a half is like the regular size that go now because of all the fucking Asians in the sneaker market. They all got little yeah. ass feet. So I be beat. Like, I don't even try to, like, play sneaker releases no more. That shit is dead. I just pay the extra little 50, right. 50 to 80 over and just yeah. call it a fucking day and stay asleep. Sneaker releases, got. Yeah, my homegirls just work down there, so I'm good. <laughs> he said your joint is called Party and Bullshit. Is yeah. that, like, to an uh, ode to Biggie? Basically, every fat nigga is just... <laughs> <laughs> Biggie and Ross is like, guys. <laughs> so it's like, basically... Which, real quick Today at work We like my man Cause I had my glasses on That Chad was talking shit about I had my shades on And my man was like Yo you really look like Ross I'm You like, don't look like Ross <laughs> No I hate it Especially you got a beard old ass sexy glasses on Those ones nice by like the way Very nice I, I don't look anything like Ross No you have beard You bald Ross Like It's like If you, got, if you big and beard the rest of the interview. <laughs> Yo those ones is nice You bro. look like a scumbag producer right? <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Yeah but no I had him on My man was like Yo you really like Ross I'm like I don't And I was like Yo I, like I don't I hate him You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I hate him. Yeah it's, it's like I, I love his music I love everything he's done You know all that But I'm like The The the, the interviews and the persona of him yeah. It just be Nah like, this is the thing though Like if you I was watching I forgot what the joint It was like this prison joint Of showing Miami Them niggas just talk like that yo like like gaboose Like they talk <laughs> They talk like that I don't know what it is Like it's a thing I guess But It's just like he naturally I think they naturally talk like Some of them talk like that Yeah Like that Remy Ma voice That's how a lot of New York yeah. women sound like, Well yeah up there Yeah And Queens Ain't she from Queens? Queens or uh, The Bronx She's from the, the Bronx, Bronx. She's the, from South, Bronx yeah. the South Bronx Yeah 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 Where they shoot people It's fine I find it funny My ex is calling me right now Yeah Yeah you out here Taking care of people Yeah right <laughs> yo, like when a, yo, I like when a woman's down and out, <laughs> and she got my number. <laughs> like, like I, yeah, I think we should work things out. <laughs> like, no. I remember I met a chick. This was like oh, I want to say like oh six. This is right before I sold my crib. Taking selfies with the glasses. I'm, I'm going live right now. <laughs> just, just act. That's act natural. I bought. I met. I met. I met her. This was like oh six. Like right before I sold my crib in Southwest. And like literally, like this, we we met was cool. Whatever. Second day, she was like, "Oh my god, I'm so stressed." You know, I lost three hundred and fifty, and I'm just like, "That's terrible." Abort, right. <laughs> abort <laughs> mission. That's terrible. Last week, I was at is um instead of Wawa in Harrisburg, we got Sheets. 
Joan with the fattest ass came up to me. She's like, oh, can you help me, like, put some oil in my tank? I'm like, all right, I got you. Popped the hood well, she started conversation. She like, could have yeah. been like, yeah, can you uh, rebuild my transmission? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got, got my tools in the Yeah. You got that right. I'm like, I'm about to be like Bob Villa. Like, yeah, yeah. Give me a butter knife. Give me a butter knife in uh in I'm the about ratchet. to call my man for the engine lift. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so she like, yeah, like, all right, like, yeah, whatever. Like, so what do you do? What's your name? I'm like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, I'm like, all right. Like, yeah, you know, I just came from work. I'm about to pick up my kid. Like, yeah, my kid just, uh, my other kid just came out, um, got out of high school. He about to go to college. Oh, damn. Oh, never mind. You got grown-ass niggas at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yo, it's funny you said that because the other day, right, my man sent me this. Uh, I have matched glasses on, by the way, for everybody on live. Um, my man sent me this chick the other day. Tomorrow, Yo, you know her. What's up with her? I go on her page. I'm like, nah, I, I wasn't following. I said, nah, I don't know her, but I know she got two grown-ass sons, <laughs> apparently, from the looks of her Instagram. Yeah. You gonna have different type of problems i said so what you gonna do he's like i'm gonna just fall back like i don't i don't want to deal with this shit her son was like 13 and 11 like you're gonna have different type of problems yeah boy, trying to come boy, in and out that crib boy my gig said he went he was fucking with a chick whatever he bought food over the chick crib said he in there the sons came in and like went past whatever he's like i didn't know you had like grown <laughs> right you know them's his men you know what i'm saying <laughs> He was like, I'm chilling on the couch. She went out of the room. The one son came back in like, oh, let me get, let me buy a slice of that off you. And he like, this is a weird ass like, situation. Yeah, now. He, he know like, he's Claudine. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I look up. Young niggas done to eat half the fucking pizza. <laughs> like just grown ass men just in the house. Yeah. Like that's a scary situation. Yeah, when dog. woman, when a woman got three kids, she looking for like, I, I, I don't care about looks. <laughs> like, Nigga, do you have a job? Can you help out? Yeah. She like she gonna tell me like yeah like yeah I owe like eighteen hundred in rent I need help I'm like I'm like, I'm like yeah, I just, bitch I just met you <laughs> like so I like I just went about my way I like your oil's good yeah she was eight thousand <laughs> she was eight thousand miles your oil's good <laughs> eight thousand miles over her um, oil change limit I'm like yo how you get eight thousand miles like oil change thirty yo bucks. it's a chick I work with the car like what they call it when the engine sees up. The engine seized up, and they, she said she had went ten thousand miles without getting the oil change. And I'm like, "Why is this okay?" I'm like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> like, dog. Like, you supposed to do that thing every three, maybe. Like five if you got some good oil. Yeah, maybe. How many tracks on the new joint? Um, eight. Okay. Basically, the the premise of the joint is like, all right, it's just like you know, Biggie's a fly nigga. Like, I'm a fly nigga. So it's like it's just what it is. So it's like party and bullshit. Everybody, no matter what I did, is like, all right, you're a party rapper. Like, this is why you 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 make party music. I can make all the serious, heartfelt music. It doesn't matter. It's like people pay attention to what they want to pay attention to. Yeah. So I focused on fun music. So I like that's what it is. So it's party and bullshit. I still manage on the intro, put like a little deep record, tell them where I'm coming from, where wherever. Bam! But everything else is basically party and radio records for like mostly records for the women. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's what I like to do. I like to have fun. I got problems, but I don't feel like talking about them too much. So it's like, all right, party records, party and bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I being a being an artist seems difficult to me. Like, because it's like, how do you find your? You pay attention. A lot of people don't want to pay attention. They want to do what they feel like is right. At the end of the day, you want to be an artist. If you want to be an artist and do what you want to do, keep it for yourself. If you want to be like on or whatever the case may be, you got to pay attention to who's actually listening. Mm-hmm. I went from the Urban Club to the Top 40 Club, basically the Black Club to the White Club. Mm-hmm. 
I went to this DJs all around the city, whatever case may be. It got to a point where DJ told me, I ain't gonna say his name, probably one of the most talented DJs in the city that I know of. He said, y'all really fuck with your records, man. Like, and I'm like, I'm in my head, but you're not playing them. So it's like, all right, you don't want to take a risk. I can respect that. Go to a white club, dude threw it right on. He gave me the microphone, let me perform. They were loving me. We've been rocking out ever since. Shout out to Jason Weiss. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like it's a it's a different thing. So you got you got to find what works for you, yeah. and that's what people are scared to because one people don't like getting critiqued. People like just because you getting critiqued, somebody might say like people tell me like yeah you need to work on this, work on that. Yo, people hate getting critiqued. Yeah. I don't know why they want to call you a hater in the, in the heartbeat. Like my thing is honestly, I like critique because I know that it's it's hitting you. Like I went on our joint the other day and was reading some of the comments on the joint. Somebody was like, "Yeah, I like the show, but this whole y'all hate niggas theme y'all got going on is like for what?" And I'm like, "Because we, <laughs> we hate, hate niggas." niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "It's like self-explanatory, there, guy." The reason why I fuck with Matt so much, and I think he can say the same thing, is because we have unpopular opinions on certain shit, but we don't care. Like, and we we and we just are who we are. And the whole and the whole nature of a debate typically is somebody trying to sway somebody else to their side. But in, in, in me going into any debate or any stance, I'm not going to be swayed. Yeah. He's not going to be swayed. I'm, I'm immovable. I believe what I believe. Fuck you. But we can have this conversation if you want to. I was, we was going but, at it the other day about um, T.I. on mm-hmm. uh, the timeline. And I said, me personally, Paper Trail is T.I.'s best album. And, you know, that could be not people's opinion, whatever. I like King. I said King and Urban Legend are cl- it's clearly those three versus everything else. The thing with King, not every song could have been pushed off of King the way it could have been. Up. Like everything on Paper Trail had smashed capabilities to it. I ain't like stand up guy at all. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, where it's just like I don't want to hear that T.I. Like the the ball, the ball T.I. Like ball, ball. I don't, I want to hear drug dealing. <laughs> but you look at shit like Swing Your Rag. Yeah. What's up? What's happening? Dead and gone. Yeah. Ain't missing nothing. Right. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Everything. Think about it. He had two smash hits with uh, Live Your Life and You Can Have Whatever You Want. Then you add in... What's the joint with Jay Wayne and uh? Oh, swagger like, swagger like us. Like it was just too much on that album, and I'm just like, you know, I, I think that's his best album. And then Rich was like, "Oh, you think you know everything?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and then I, I didn't even respond to it because it's like, it's no like, I cr- critique don't matter to me. Yeah, like, yeah how, top, like top five. Oh, like, how you gonna ask me my opinion or even like, in inquisitive about it? Like, in, what's the word? Uh, inquire. inquire Inquire and quiz it Like how you inquire About opinions Like how dare you think There's something different From but what the, I and, think And I said the other day I'm like people get so Bent out of shape When the shit ain't Straight and narrow yeah. What they think Exactly And they don't like, know How to pivot You could say whatever And it's like That shit don't Like that's your opinion The problem with social media Right now Is just the mob mentality Everybody wants to cling To some universal idea Or group theme think. or whatever Group thinking And then push it upon Other people And then When you disagree with it Or you say something else They don't know how to pivot From that idea To understand where you're coming from Or they just don't even try that's why I like following y'all because I'll be like, yeah, it's like to a point where it's hard to step out of that. I think different from everybody, 
But y'all like this. <laughs> but I, I can't necessarily tweet it, though. Okay. <laughs> Brosco, that's, that's what I was about to say. Brosco the other day, shout out Brosco again on the intro. Brosco said, I love listening to the podcast because these two niggas can get their shit off exactly. uninterrupted. He's, and then uh, I think it was Black was like, yeah, like really that's how it be. Like, because they be thinking a lot of the ways I think on certain situations. But I can't, like... Could you imagine them trying to get that shit off on Twitter? Is that no? Like, it's not a fire I gave up. I like yo. And like, <laughs> I, I gave up just like insert. Like the other day, I saw somebody was like, "Damn, Scorpion came and went," and the boy commented on it was like, "Dog, it's the number one album in the country, <laughs> and the number one single, and has the number one song, <laughs> and it just sold two hundred thousand in his fourth week." Just tweet you don't like Drake and go. <laughs> like you're killing yourself. I'm trying to no figure out what the issue is. I listen, y'all yeah, yeah, really like tell the truth about Drake. I think. I think people with Drake, I think their biggest issue is they see a game shit supposed to be a certain way, and a nigga like Drake is not supposed to be yeah, up the, top. Uh, That's really all it is. Historically speaking, it's always been a street, street nigga. Yeah, street like and, and this tr- square ass nigga. Yeah, tr- light skin nigga that's not even from America. Troy, <laughs> Ad, Troy Av was trying to push that agenda forward before he told and did all that fuck shit. Like he was trying to push that agenda forward that street rap reigns supreme over everything else, and Kendrick Lamar and J Cole and, and Joey Badass and all these super talented artists that are selling all these records, they can never be on top of the game because they not street. street rappers. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking Like, where you been since 2003? Yeah. Like, Kanye changed that shit. Like, exactly. It, it, it been Thank changed. God for Kanye in that aspect. Because yes. to keep it real with you, there was a whole bunch of, I think a lot of people that started rapping was talking about shit they wasn't doing because they wanted to rap. Yeah, and they had, felt like they had, had to talk to. about street stuff. Now, after Kanye made it popular, he's not the first person to do it. He made it popular. Now, everybody, yeah. that's why it's the best time in rap. It's in my okay opinion. to just be yourself. You could be your fucking like, self. Trick Daddy said it, Um, what was that on I watched? On the breakfast, not the breakfast club, uh, with all the liquor on the table. Um, oh, drink, drink champs. champs. Drink champs. He said, "With all the liquor, because I'm looking at this and it's like that's how it should be." But um, Trick Daddy said, "Yeah, like this should be fucking me up now in rap." He was like, "Every motherfucker, he's like motherfuckers come to me, yo, Trick, I'm trying to get a deal. Oh yeah, let me hear something. Yeah, so I got the Bugatti and like what? He's like, dog, everybody rich now." He's mm-hmm. like, I was born in 72. The lights was in my name in 74. Like, we was poor. And it's mm-hmm. like, motherfuckers now have gotten to the point where they don't want to talk about that. Know what it is, They too? don't want to tell you their real lives. Yeah, and it's, no, it's, why? Because Instagram. Because it, yeah. you know what it is? I, I, if Think about it. Let's be real here. Say if you was 12 all over again. Who Instagram are you going to look at? The Dirty Young Bull rapper? Or are you going to look at Meek John? Yeah. It's just like, I want to add you. You inspire to be like Biggie and Ross. I'm looking at them niggas like, yo. Yeah, yeah, I've been calling fucking called fat boy every day at school. <laughs> and these fat niggas over here fucking with bitches, but here's driving the, Bugattis. <laughs> like, I want to be like them niggas. Here's like, the difference between those, like when you look at Biggie, Biggie say a nigga never been as broke as me. I like that. Yeah. When I was young, I had two pair of leads. Different, like, t- dip, different it was, time. It was just a different temperature of, of, of how he talked about himself. Like he kept it a bean about his life, his dealings, what was going on. It's like all the Frank White shit came at the end you know what I'm saying the king of New York shit all that shit I mean, like, well, that was, that you was, listen to Ready yeah. to Die and like his early like Big was 
Cut class. You talking to, regular shit? Like, he was, like, like Biggie yeah. was still Biggie was still rapping about cutting class. That's how young every, he was. Yo, every day he was talking about drinking beer. Yeah, <laughs> private stock. Them niggas was booming. What the fuck? Them niggas was booming. <laughs> like the best thing they get is Electra. <laughs> like, no. like, that's that's Junior the epitome. Mafia niggas was booms. They was drinking private stock. <laughs> like dog. But that, that's what I'm talking about. It's like every rapper uh, come along now, and it's all we do is pop bottles and fly models in from Venezuela. Yeah, exactly. and, it was crazy shit. And never even left their hood. Real talk. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Remember that? Like, remember like it was like when I was a young boy. Like it was like yo, these niggas over here. Like yeah, I was at the show when it was like yeah, man, we aliens from outer space. I'm over here like nigga, you probably never left your block. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind though, yeah, I'm on Pluto. That should be wild, man. When did you start rapping? Um. Seriously, probably like five years ago. Okay. Actually, I can't even say that because cause Rich was like, "You didn't start rapping until I met you, nigga." I like, <laughs> I like, man, fuck you, dog. I wanted to rap when I was young. Like I wrote. Everybody raps. did. No, like I mean, like no, nigga. I had ten notebooks full like, of raps. Yo, I, I had a notebook full of shit. I mean, we used to like record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think everybody dabbled. Like it's like it's like if you loved put it like this. Um, I think my my DJ said it best. Mike Larry, shout out to him. Um, he um he was like, if you of the culture, you try to do damn near everything. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's like you might like you might have been rapping for a week and like man, this ain't for me. Like right. at the end of the day, like you try to oh you try to did you want you wanted to DJ you enjoyed the music so much, but you find your lane in it and you still enjoy it. Yeah. But it's like I think if you of the culture, you try all that shit. Everybody wrote a rap. Like everybody got at least one rap. Right. When I was in high school, my man Kurt from uh. <clears throat> was from Alney. His parents was fucking rich, and uh, he had like a little bullshit studio set up in his crib, like a little two track, mm-hmm. you know, like with a karaoke machine. I, I, yeah. yeah, we used to record shit on that and make our little bullshit tapes and circulate them as. Yo, I remember my man Kev. He he could sing, so I he was like, "Yo, let's do a couple joints." So I like rapped on the the did the verses, <laughs> and he sung on the hooks, and we let my man little Daryl here, and Daryl was like, "I get it. It's like a worst of both worlds." Type <laughs> That <laughs> just completely killed my whole little oh rap my career, God. dog. That was a f- I, and I and I did a diss track too to about uh, my man Tito. Rest in peace, Tito, man. That's when we was having little uh, wars. The award in high school gyms, yeah. No, I'm talking about little wars in the hood. Like we oh. was going at. It, oh, oh, y'all was really going yeah, at. Yeah, right. we, we was out there. It was, it was going down. But I did a diss track, <laughs> and uh, I hope I never hear that track ever again. <laughs> Rod might still have it, but I hope that never gets surfaced. I'm positive Rod has it. He, I'm pretty sure Rod has everything. Yeah, if you ever find you got. I play it during the podcast. Oh, yo. we you, don't chat, chat. <laughs> make it happen. Yo. That don't stink. Yo. I'm pretty sure. Like, who's the nigga now? <laughs> like I, I, I knew I didn't have supreme rap qualities, and that's another thing. It's like understanding, yo, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> it's like you, you, like you, like people work at my job and they'll work there for a couple months and have like four or five accidents. Yo. Yeah. Same for you, G. It's not for you. It's not everything. Not for everybody. And people, I don't know, yo, because people. Honestly, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. People said the same thing to me. People might, and it's like in the last since the project dropped, even before the, like the last two years, people have learned to either love what I do or just at least respect what I do. They're gonna see me out. They're gonna see me grind. They're gonna see me doing what I'm doing. And people told me to stop. And now I'm getting so much good feedback on this project that like now them same niggas that told me to stop. Have this a fucking period, and that's the thing I don't like. If you if you man enough to tell me this, be man enough to tell me like, yo, you doing your thing. I'm proud of you. Like you know what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying because right. I get props when props is due, but some niggas not can't do it. But like honestly, if you want to do something, just do it. Just understand that 
it may not work out. But if you really love it, it shouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, true. So, I mean. That's the thing, though. We talk about it a lot. People don't be loving shit. They just be wanting to be they in wanna, shit. My man said like that. He's just like, bored, want to be in shit. Yeah, and man. that's cool. Like, I was 14, 15. Wanting to mm. be in shit when you're 14, 15, it's like it's a natural. It's like a, uh, right, it's like a rite of passage yeah. almost. But when you 37, it's yeah. like, bruh. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. kind of got to figure this. Now, granted, 2 chains blew late. Yeah, but he was already on. He already had his. He already. He was had, titty boy. Yeah. He was already like. He's already basically. Well, he signed a looter. Like he had a different kind of situation. Ross got on late. He got on. Late. He was thirty two, yeah. thirty three. Yeah. T- Titty, Titty, and Ross basically f- found themselves in a situation almost like, um, you know, like how certain NBA players like these are the best players in the world. At any given moment, a motherfucker can have a Flip Murray moment where. He's the best fucking shooting guard yeah. in basketball. A Jeremy Lin. For an eight-week yeah, fucking stretch yeah. or whatever. Jeremy Lin tore up the... Into, like, he's got documentaries yeah. made yes. about him. Right? He got <laughs> About great 17 contracts. games. Dog. <laughs> he did that. 17 as- games he took <laughs> over the fucking... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. World. Like Netflix said He had a top 10 documentary yeah. In 2016 So, so Didn't know so why Because people love Those kind of stories yeah. So Titty and Ross Are a testament To it's like Yo if you get in a bad situation Or you get up under The wrong motherfucker The light not gonna shine on you But if you get out Of that situation And then you get With the right person Ross It was Shakir and Jay For 2 chains, It was fucking Uh It was uh Shakir and L.A. Reid So it's like Yo you get under A different situation And now it's like Holy shit! Look at what we, what, what everybody yeah. in the South knew for ten years. Now the world knows it. And, and that's another thing too. People want to be a part. Of, some people want to be a part of these crew labels. I call them. And like, look, like Ross was one of the few motherfuckers that actually let the niggas under him. Yeah, shine. Let him, let him shine and grow. Like, think about like you never like this is people are selfish. Nobody, I'm never gonna let somebody. I'm not gonna push somebody harder than they push me. Them, Ross put Meek and Wale like, all right, man, we are gonna get this. Like they really, yeah, the, the minute that he got them, yeah, before that, before they signed, niggas don't do that. He tried, his, he tried his hardest with Amarion and uh, Stally. Hey, you know. man, yeah, shit ain't working. It is what it he is. He tried though. I think I, I think honestly, if you take a little bit of Wale and take a little bit of Meek, you get Ross. So it made sense. With Stally, it just never really made sense to me. Like you know, that was a passion project. Yeah, black broke black. What's crazy is your black is is a um he's like a weird little glitch in the timeline because he always just sparked controversy no matter yeah. what like it don't matter if it's him with a chick him with some <laughs> dumbass question but the other day he asked what are the five best rappers out the south right well, well and there's, there's little wayne that's number one yeah this clearly <laughs> that's clear but <laughs> i i said wayne ti 3000 ross and in any given day i could take jeezy i could take bun b i could take scarface i could take juvie you know what i'm saying so it's like you know it's all different joints you could put there yeah. but motherfuckers was really like y'all y'all really believe ross and i'm like yeah yeah like, like have yeah. y'all heard the last 15 years of music consistent <laughs> consistency i'm like, like i'm like you can say whatever you want like i, I joke about ross all the time but it's like when it comes to making albums it ain't too many motherfuckers better than him. Like, granted, I think Paper Trail is one of the best albums that's come out from down there. But Ross' discography, yeah, he's got like four or five like bombs. Like, yeah. Trilla was a bomb. Yeah, 
Teflon Don was a bomb. Yes. Deeper Than Rat was a bomb. Yes. Like, and Port of Miami was a bomb. Like, yeah. Albert got, Anastasia the, tape. M- Mastermind was a bomb. Like, he's what's got... The, what's the last joint that just came out? With uh, Trap Trap, trap b- on it? Billionaire? No, Hood the, Billionaire? No, the, the latest one. The latest one. Uh, oh, um... Rather you than me. Yeah, that, that, that even, yeah, like that was good. Yeah, and like then, bro, and then Rich Forever tape. Yeah, Rich Forever, which is an album. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Black Dollar tape, which he, is an album. He knows he he understands. He's a smart. He's like is is such thing as an intelligent artist. Oh yeah, he's a very intelligent artist. Yeah, his when he beat selection thing. is out of this fucking yes. world. He'll be when he retire. Like he'd be a great A and R. Like he knows what to yeah. talk about. And I like the fact that he came in, did what he said he was going to do. Set up his own joint. Like, honestly, all these other dudes didn't, like, other than him and Wayne, they didn't set up, like, nobody ain't break shit. Hardcore <laughs> established entities yeah. in popular music. I mean, Wayne, well, nobody did like. You're not because, you got, because you got Drake and Nicki, like, Wayne reigns supreme at top. Yeah, so. it's like young money is young money. Yeah. That's just that, whatever. Young money ain't even getting paid in their young exactly. money. You know exactly. and like, But between that and MMG, and then the fact that, like you said, he really, like, Meek's a superstar. Yeah. Like Meek's a household name now. Yep. And now she ran it through a bunch of silly shit, but <laughs> still. And, and now Wale is the flagship artist for Warner Music. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like he's Ross the pri- really, he's the really number one priority over there. Is you think them- he could? I love Wale, yo. You think he could really overcome all the old shit because he's trying to en- I think engage? Pe- I think people are in love with his new music. His last. Eight months of music, people mm. are in love with it, and I've never, I've seen people that like Wale. I've seen passionate Wale fans. People are in like street niggas that I know that I talk to every day are in love with his last eight months of music, all them EPs he put out. So I just think that he, like Wale, says something interesting on a Breakfast Club like a year and a half ago. He said, "I figured out what y'all don't like about me, and I fixed it." And in all my new music, it's fixed. He said, I'm not going to say what it is. He said, but I figured it the fuck out. And that's why he's paying sure, attention. And he, sure enough, he figured it the fuck out. Because now Black Bonnie is a fucking anthem. All these other like records, these these uh the 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 draft weekend EP and all that shit. Like people are in love with these records. And I've never seen nobody like, yo. Yo, you look like I, Dame I love, Dash right I love now. these yeah. records. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you like, like, like I, I'm gonna be keeping real. There's no longer your sunglasses. Yo, <laughs> sunglasses really, really like bring the cool out of the fucking. You just embody them, Joe. I got a horror story about sunglasses. I'll tell it real quick. Uh, in around like 2000, and I want to say like 12, when I was 11 or 12, when I was still working at Enterprise, um, I had a company car. Fucking, this is when I was living um, on Schoolhouse Lane at the Alden Park apartment. So I had to park. I, they redid them Jones, crazy. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. My Jones was shitty when I lived in there. <laughs> um, so the parking lot, for whatever reason, I parked on the street. I didn't park in the parking lot. I parked on the street, but it was like a little bit up from my apartment. So my dumbass, I leave. Remember them the Garmin GPS units that you had to that you stick, just stick to the on dash? the windshield. I leave a Garmin GPS unit on the Jones. Somebody breaks my window. I remember this vaguely to, to steal the Garmin. Just so happened, they go in my fucking armrest, my $750 Louis Vuitton evidence sunglasses in there, take my sunglasses like some loose change, some bullshit. And I'm like, yo, the reason why, y'all didn't know the sunglasses was in here. So the reason why you broke the window was for the fucking garment. The window alone cost $250. The garment was $99. I would have, if you would have knocked on my door and say, yo, who the fuck out here got got a motherfucking (laughs) garment? Give me this garment. I would have given it to you rather than you breaking my window for $250 and taking my $750. 
$150 sunglasses. So after that, I just basically abandoned all sunglasses. I exactly. stopped buying them because I was fucking traumatized. I'm like, yo, I love, I love the Louis Vuitton evidence. Them shits was like actually reselling for oh like a God. crazy. For like 14, 15. Dog, the billionaires was reselling for like 2500 <laughs> And I'm just like. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> like, I hate some shit like that. That resale game is You never nuts. know what's going to go. You never like, know. You never know. It's crazy. My worst Louis Vuitton story is I was in fucking Hawaii in 2008 or 2009, July. And I go in the Louis Vuitton store in fucking Waikiki. They got every color of the Kanye Louis Vuittons. And I'm piss poor. I don't have no money. Like, this is when, like, I'm, like, 24 years old. And I think, like, 1500 is a lot to go on vacation with. Yeah. Bitch, please. They had every color Kanye. I'm like, these are like eight seventy. I'm gonna go home with no money. Like it was a wrap. I couldn't buy shit. I was pissed. I got back to the states. They was four thousand yeah. dollars. Now, if you got a pair of them, the uh, the gray and pink ones. They had the gray and pink ones. They had the brown ones. I man, remember them. I was sick. You got a pair of them gray and pink ones. You might get five figures for them Jones. Like with these, like like. And it was a time where niggas wasn't buying Yeezys, like the Yeezy ones. Yeah. That was a regular ass release at Ubik. Like, yeah. it was just like, dog, it was I rem- like a light camp. I, dog, I can remember the South Beach 8 Entourage oh, selling normal. The South Beach 8 Christmas sold normal. What, what was the one that broke? Like, the, all right, now the I hype- mean, I'm not the South Beach, the LeBron 8 Christmas, the LeBron 8 Entourage. When that South Beach PE shit dropped, completely changed sneakers for the rest of our yeah. life. Yeah. Like, we walked in the house of hoops. Them shits was <laughs> on the shelf. Yo, let me get them Jones. Like, and I was on a tip like, I ain't I really fucking yeah. with the color. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I'll get them later. Two weeks later, Rob was like, yo, them Jones is reselling like crazy. And I'm talking about the price went from 300 to 450 to 600 800 Over, like, every day the price was going up. kept going up and up, going up. Crazy. And then, like, everybody I know who's a sneaker motherfucker, Jules, Rob, they had multiple pairs of them. Yeah. Rob had, like, six pair of them. I went to fucking flight club in New York. I said, yo, I'm getting two things. I said, I'm getting the South Beaches and the Grinch. By the time I get there, they had sold the fucking South Beach in my size. So I only ended up with the fucking Grinch. They was, I think the South Beach was like 400 at the time. By the time I fuck, I stayed in New York for two days. By the time I got home, they was like $700. It's crazy. It's weird. Like, I don't I'm know. I'm like, how I just had them in justify. my hand. South Beach went for that shit just completely fucked up sneakers forever. And, you know. Yeah, my man had them Jones. He actually wore them like once and then sold them. Like he do that a lot. Like just wear them once and sell them. Yeah. When when uh when is your next performance? My next performance. Um, we got A three C coming up on the, uh, October fifth. I keep Atlanta. seeing that. What, what? Yeah, like it's like we do it like every year. We got like it's it's a big deal. We are gonna have um yeah Yakos got their own stage. Yeah, we always got our old stage down there. You know. So like it's like we got AD coming from LA. We got a couple other people LA cast. AD get, is fire. Yeah, he, he really I fuck with AD. Yeah, I really fuck man. with him. Yo, heavy. I think um, we just got um, G Perico, Perico too. I fuck with Perico too. So like yeah, like I yeah. watched a couple of that's the boy with the Jerry Curl. Yeah, 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 I watched yeah, yeah. a couple of his videos. He, one he redid. Uh, he made did a freestyle to Silk, uh, Silk the Shocker. Ain't my fault. He fucked it. He he's like Stone Cold Compton Crip. Yeah, oh, all the way. Like yeah, he, like, he really AD, same shit. Yeah, he. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He like, he's not coming out of it. Like <laughs> they stay true to them. Like that's one thing I say about the South and the West Coast. They stay true to what they sound is. So like, I mean, I really respect what he went as far to get the Jerry Curl. That's just like oh, he went all he the way, went in. all the way. Like, I ain't mad at that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do the um, we do the stage every year. I mean, honestly, love. you shouldn't have to conform. You know what I mean? Like if you, and that's another thing. Like we was talking about. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. 
earlier, like it, your fans fuck with you for who you, you are yeah. or whatever it is you do. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if Steph Curry came out next year and didn't shoot no threes, you like nah. <laughs> The fuck is happening? The fuck is going exactly. Mad dunks, <laughs> just mad layups, hard jumps. Like, yeah, it's like uh, tapping glass on. It, and that's a disservice. I'll be saying like it, it, it's like being like being from New York, like seeing like how. Are you from New York? Yeah, I'm from New York. Okay, what part? So Harlem. Okay. So it's like seeing from the days of you running shit to now you trying to sound like people to like now it's like all right, fuck all that. We're gonna sound like us. I mean, something like trickle here and there. Like, how long were you in Philly? I was in. I never actually lived in Philly. No, no. I was. I went to Cheney. I was gonna say, how the fuck did you get down here? Really? Right. <laughs> I went to. It's, that's a long, long story. <laughs> and I'm not even. I came. I'm not even liable to tell it. Okay. Because <laughs> like, like, you, you don't come off like Harlem. And like, like I be in I mean, Philly a lot. You didn't walk in with a, a robe and a do rag. <laughs> See, a big it, gold bracelet with a falcon on your arm or something. It's like it's, this is the thing too. It's like for me in 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 Philadelphia. It's like I'm kind of like a louder, more obnoxious, more like what's the word? I, I'm a, I don't know. It's different, but at the same time, I conform so much to how, how Philly is. Yeah. You gotta be around so much. Well, Philly niggas are loud and obnoxious. It's not just, really. They're no, 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 they're, no they're, they are. The it, thing it is, you're loud and obnoxious, but you make sense. Yeah. So like here, like the thing is to like be kind of dumb. On top of being loud and obnoxious, that obnoxious—that's how you kind of fit in. It's it—it's it, like going to, like going to Cheney. Like it, it was—it was growing pains, yeah. It's like because I just wear, like even now, like Rich hates the fact that I wear colored Tim's. It's just like, <laughs> and I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's like, and like you're not going to take this from me. Like I'm sorry. Like so, like it's in my culture, it's who I am. <laughs> it's who I am deep down in my bones. <laughs> I know what the thing about it is. I know, like I'm not. <laughs> it's like it's like certain things I take from here and like a little bit of here. It's like as I moved around so much, it's like it's just like what it is. So it's like all right, I be in Philly more than anything. Like my, it's like being there and then coming here. It's like I, I get to be my own gangster. I, I mean, I'm not a gangster, but like. Right. Like my god brother, he still up there. It's like, all right. He said, like, yeah, people still call me Lil G. I'm a grown ass man, man. And like, people still call me Little Pop. I'm like, all right, I get what my pop was. But that's not me, and I'm my own person now. Right. It's like with Philly, it's like I get to roam the streets. Like not not streets like on no street shit, but like I get to be me and be known for who I am, yeah. as opposed to his street shit that he did. Right. So it's like kind of like I get to build my own identity in Philadelphia. So it's like this is what it is. He's like, I'll give up my burgundy jump. <laughs> I, I ain't coming off them powder blues. <laughs> yeah, I'll be fucked up. So I got some white Tim's there. Like I ain't, I ain't bring out the closet yet. Like oh, the Drake joint. You, oh, you wait to go to Pennsylvania with them. <laughs> So I'm gonna go down Spruce Street Hall. I'm gonna get, get, get the White City trans <laughs> jeans with the rips in them, the big man distress joints. It was a nigga at the barbershop. He had on uh, um, white jeans with a white jean jacket, and they was tearing him the fuck up. And niggas was like, "Yo, um, what you going down to like see the fireworks or whatever?" Like they kept like asking him little <laughs> shit like that. So he he had got out of the chair and was like, "Man, y'all niggas on y'all weird as shit today. I'm about to get the fuck out of here." And he put the jean jacket on. <laughs> And then one of our other homies came in and he seen him was like, you better go down Spruce Street Harbor. And he was like, what the fuck is up <laughs> in the Penn's Land and shit? Like, and I was dying because it's like, yo, I don't know why, but you see a nigga in white jeans. You know what it is? Like, you go down Penn's Land and I just Gotta be, go get in a hammock. Yeah, that just became his thing. You know what it is about you niggas? Like, it's funny because... I, 
Y'all niggas don't like y'all don't like the matte shit like like that like it's like oh no absolutely not see it's like it's like I don't I don't want yellow shoes and all black right there. Yo, that nigga threw that fucking jacket on all hell broke loose. I'll see him and see nothing wrong with it. Like like my man like my man lay. You like yo. He said, man, y'all be on some goofy shit. Like, what I you just mean? I think that's some New York shit. Bro. Yeah, like it's like match, I have to match. match. Matchy shit. Like it. when I went to Clark, I went to I went to school with a lot of Harlem niggas, and they right. was so matchy matchy with tell everything. Can, they drove me crazy. I can tell you about it now because he officially got fired and shit. It was in New York. It was in New York because he was in limbo. <laughs> he got fired. It was a New York nigga that worked in my job. He was from Brooklyn. I'm talking about. Think of the most Brooklyn nigga you've ever seen in your life. Like, think Biggie, Lil C's. Who else? Like old J, mm-hmm. like just like Brooklyn on, like that. Like what's <laughs> the what's the uh, the Annie up? Um, M-O-P. M-O-P. Like, like, like what's the the dark skin? Billy dance, Billy <laughs> dance, like and the, fame. Like yeah, like he he was like the Billy dances ass nigga you've ever seen in your <laughs> oh, life. Man. So. He just used to wild the fuck out, like snap on the supervisors. And you know, New York niggas got a crazy, like when they start cursing at you, you all kinds of funky bitches. And yeah. So the one, the he's, one, he's pulling out the funky bitches at work. Supervisor no. chick was like, she was writing him up. He's like, you was a funky bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's just going the fuck <laughs> off all the time. So he snapped on a passenger. The nigga was, you know, I'm going to get to the end of the line. He on layover and shit, whatever. Passenger come up. Hey, when are you leaving, bitch? When I feel like it, go stand the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he just was wilding everywhere. So the nigga had a hearing at my job. Whenever you got a hearing, it's like, that shit is like real. Like, it ain't yeah. no like informal, like a actual formal hearing because the 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 big motherfuckers got to come down there for that. Like, um, it's past like our directors and shit, like their directors come to the formal hearings and shit, right? So... We have a formal hearing. The nigga, mind you, he Brooklyn, 100% Brooklyn. Yo, the nigga came up the back steps into the break room. He had on a leather Giants fitted with the flaps. Yeah. He had like one flap up, one flap down. The nigga had on this huge <laughs> snorkel. It wasn't even cold. It was like 70 wait, wait, degrees. What year was this? This was like last year. <laughs> the nigga had on this huge snorkel. And you remember the boots Bishop had on? Them oh, my God. He got the, the Super Tims. Yeah, he had them shits on. And when he came in the jump, he like, yeah, what's up with y'all? About to go do this fucking hearing. And my man Samil was like, he going to walk in that hearing like ashes to ashes, nigga, dust to dust. Tell me who would this hearing want to fuck with? Like, he was the most Brooklyn ass nigga you ever seat of your life and they fired him and sent him back to Brooklyn <laughs> just, well, how you know he got sent back to Brooklyn <laughs> what the fuck else he gonna be I see the nigga in Philly said he got fucking fired they sent his ass back to New York dog but it's like yeah like he was a sent 100 yeah you take that shit back <laughs> up to Marcy take that yeah. shit back to Marcy son they sent that nigga straight oh, back up shit. to Brownsville with him. He, I ain't seen uh, him since yeah. but he was a cool ass nigga but he was mad New York yeah. like you know some motherfuckers just carry that New York no, shit they, they like, he like, don't come off of that that's how my mom is my mom is like that way like it's like it's like the, the accent is still there like everything so it's like my dad don't got the accent no more but my mom got it it's like especially Brooklyn motherfuckers man they be they, 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 they be deep it is what it is like you still go back up there a lot not as much man stuff changed so much yo they gentrified the, like every like the whole block niggas moved yeah niggas, like, is, niggas what, is, what part of Harlem is still black 
Not much. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's still, no, niggas still there. It still go down. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. But it's like. Paul Mooney said in stand up, I live in Harlem with the white people. <laughs> like, no, like, it's like, it's, like, it's crazy because my grandmother said that shit to me when I was a kid. He like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Bill Clinton going to be here. He like, she was like, and she was like, um, I'm like, oh, you like that, huh? Like, yeah, watch everything change. And sure enough, it was like the whole block, they, what they did was, I didn't realize how bad the neighborhood was until I took my man, my man Quick up there. But like, it's like it went from like really zombie land, it looked like Kensington, but then like one block, and then it was like to now they I don't got think nothing look as bad as Kensington. Now you had to see it before, but like <laughs> they like you had no, benches. It was, no, it was fucked up. Trust me, I <laughs> like it had benches. Now the benches are gone. Like you can't you can't stand in front of the building because they got cameras and they call the cops on you if you stand in front. No lawyer. That's how bad it was. It was so much dope dealing right there. I didn't realize. I mean, I knew it was going on, but like it was on. So, but now it's like white people over looking at Watley and like these like over here like, oh, it's a school right here. Like they over looking at apartments. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like we having family family days on 11. We gonna actually I'm shooting a video on Miami, so I can't even go. But um. Complex, yeah, yeah it, was, you know. it was a calm, complex. Calm, I'm shooting the video in Miami. I, I, I tried to, to get Ryan to do the video. I'm gonna fly her out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Let me know how that works. Out. <laughs> no, no, she had to work. She can't do it. But like, oh uh, no, we gonna we about to fly. We fly don't, don't worry, it's plenty of uh, inexpensive bad bitches in Miami. <laughs> but no, we got we got a couple. <laughs> so like, yeah, dumb cheap. We got some chocolate women. So I don't, I ain't trying to get like them to kill me on Twitter. Yeah. So like, but yeah, we flying out next week. Um, to shoot the video for on you and my my first single. Well, not my first single. But like the second song on the um, project, that's what's up, man. But like, yeah, like it's just things change, man. It's sad to be there sometimes, but the people still there. Like it's just not what it used to be. It goes from you at the PAL program on the block where you're playing ball and knock hockey and all that stuff to like, dog, we nobody's even outside. So it's like depressing, man. And then like, I mean, the the society as a whole is depressing though. So it's like it ain't just Harlem. It's every goddamn. No, no, it's everywhere. Like everybody think it can't happen to them. I'm like, yo, I see what, what what's happening in North Philly and West Philly, like you, little by little. I watched the news yesterday, just on some like I was I was at my depot on overtime report chilling, just watching the news, and I'm just like, God damn. Like the news is like, and it don't change every day. Three people got shot. Yeah. You know, a kid got ran over, hit and run, we can't find a driver. Um you know, there was a bomb that was getting built in a small little apartment in Kensington. They got it. It was a crystal meth lab that got shut down in South Philly, and uh, it's going to be hot the next four days. Like, the news don't change. It's the same shit every day. And it's like, God damn, like, we so used to just shit. Like, the kid that got uh, killed yesterday by the pit bull. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Pitbull kills a kid, two-year-old. Cops show up, shoot up the pit bulls in the house. I'm like, this shit is like Resident Evil. Like, yeah. like no one's even, like, phased, like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. That's a part of their job. I remember there was a body. It was in projects. Uh, I was in projects in uh, Fairview in Camden. And the body Jesus. was just, and it was just like there was just, a body was laid out in the familiar projects and the cops over telling jokes. I'm like, yo, this is an everyday to them. Like, it's like, all right, not a big deal. I mean, this nigga laid out, eyes open. Like, I'm like, yo, this is okay. <laughs> I'm over here trying to get some pussy. <laughs> I gotta go around the other way just to get to it. I'm over here like, all right, whatever. Like, it's just what it is. Yeah, see, I got a heart. I saw a dog get ran over the other day and it fucked me up. Like, I that just ruined my whole little afternoon. Like, damn. Like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. But so, you heard about the little um the white kid that um did the drive was involved in that drive by whatever. Oh, the shit in uh, in L. A. Yeah, white kid from the suburbs goes down to fucking South Central, get put on the hood, joins a like a crip gang. He uses his father's Mercedes to drive somebody somewhere. They end up doing a fucking drive by. 
he, they go to they they trace the car or whatever back to him. Of course, he cooperates, tells on his gang members. He gets off scot free. These two motherfuckers get life. And now his story is like a testament to like the judge literally was like, oh, he was in fact, he was fascinated with gang culture and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he didn't know any better. He was just being a reckless youth. But these guys are stone cold criminals and they was all like the same age. Damn. It's sad because I tell people all the time freedom is for people with money (laughs) because he got, he had bail money, he had lawyer. Like, it's just like, it, it. it's sad because the, I, I don't want to make it a black and white thing. I, I think it's more of a poverty. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like the poverty thing. Like if I got money, I got the finances to take care of the stuff like this. Yeah, but you gotta denounce your black your black. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like OJ did. Like it's the only way you beat in certain shit, man. That's crazy. I ain't even know about that. Yeah, I was I was, I was reading up on that to make sure I ain't sound like a nigga on the show. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to come in here with some fresh content, exactly. you know, something to offer. Yeah, exactly. Y'all niggas know what's going on on Jupiter today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did y'all know that four planets is in retrograde? Funny as shit. So yeah, the name of the project is Party and Bullshit. Yeah. Um, what else you got going on for like the you know what's your rest of your eighteen looking like? Eighteen is like a lot of stuff, man. Hitting the clubs. Promotion, putting up posters. We had the uh, we had the van out. I try to. I seen you at a party. I like yeah. Go over there by V Lounge real quick. Pull the van up. <laughs> put up. Put up. Put up. Put a van up with my video on the side. Yo, like, but that was a big deal, man. We got like Y'all got screens on the van. Playing no, the no, video? no. It's like we. I rented the ad van. Uh huh. And they had like the yak house on the side. Had the, my video going. Had the um the flyer on the back. That's what I'm saying. You said the video going. Yeah, the video is on. The video is big. I don't even know. It's like a. A, a van Like a big ass movie van It had the video On the side of So the it's plane. playing on the side Yes Oh shit are, are That's you, what I'm asking what? Yeah I'm about to show you a picture Yo send me that I'm gonna need that For my birthday party next year Yeah they cool then. Jules might need that just, well, That's <laughs> neither here nor there <laughs> me, me and Jules Working on something big Behind the scenes <laughs> Brokering deals Oh shit yeah Niggas know that Photoshop I'm like man I paid too much money For that to be both oh, Photoshop fire yeah, hook me up. And who was driving it? Um, bull, some bull, so, some bull. Oh, it was ill because we went to. I, I go to Del Frisco's every time I drop something. So it's like I'm like, all right, we had Del Frisco's. Like I come outside, they was pulled up at the corner, and then everybody was saying like, "Are you Mr. Party and Bulls?" I'm like, "Well, yes, man." <laughs> <laughs> that's, What's your that's name? A crazy marketing campaign. Yeah. That's dope as fuck. Yeah, you gotta yeah, send me that. Yeah, that's pretty fly. Yeah, yeah, like it's like people like like yeah like man, people complain about a lot like in the city, and it's like, dog, what are you really doing? To move your career forward, other than posting like <sighs> a on thousand media. times on Instagram. Somebody said today it was a good tweet I saw. Said, um, "Don't lessen your dream, turn up your drive." Yeah, and it's like, yeah, like you'll say something to somebody, and they'll in their mind that's too aspirational, yeah. and they'll tell you how like Man, anybody doing all that, like you bugging, <laughs> and it's like. Nah, like I really think I can do this or accomplish this or you know get this good. Like no one, and and it's 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 only us that does this goofy shit. Yeah, only us. And no, no, it's everybody. And honestly, because we we have magnifying glass on our own people, but it's really everybody. People bullshit in every everywhere. Oh, for sure. I so, told somebody recently. I'm like, me and Chad have talked about eventually starting our own podcast network. And somebody was like, I mean, is that like a thing? And I'm like, yes, we record. <laughs> Can you for, do that? For a podcast network. Yeah. It's like, yes. like Because you, you got to think about what's the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like this, I was over here like, Rich was like, all right, you put the posters up around the city. All right, time to take it to another level. Get the truck. I was like, all right, cool. 
Like, you know, this ain't gonna be cheap. Like, I don't give a fuck. Make it happen. I like, all right, fuck it. So like, that's another thing. You gotta have a fucking bone in you. Like, all right, fuck it. I'm just gonna do it and not worry about it later. It may sound crazy. I said the other day to Lee, I'm like, yo, my my mantra right now is fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. I don't care. It's ha- but sometimes it's okay. To- See, the thing is, even the 48 laws of power, sometimes you go over plan. Because sometimes people over plan and never actually get shit done. You ch- and you got to change your plan because the, the circumstances of the plan is different from last month. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, just do it, man. Like, it's, it's just what it is. So I'm just doing whatever. I'm like, I'm traveling. If you take nothing away from this interview, take away that partying bullshit is out and the mantra is, fuck it, let's yeah, do it. Exactly. That, that's really where I'm it's at. It's getting played in Arizona right now. Chill's got hurt. Um, word from that. That's what's it's, like, it's love, man. Like, I get a lot of love. God, I show a lot of love to people, man. A lot of people don't like showing love. But I yeah, love. no, you definitely got good good spirit, good energy. Like, I fucked with you from the first time I met you. Yeah, man. Yeah, you Vega came right up to me at the roof speaking. Come on, let's take this picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I just want to show niggas I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely took my hair. My hair, Matt, makes me sick. Yeah, bro. Let's, let's, the let's, get the, let's get the let's working picture. I'm like, come on, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I was over here like I was like I was I was telling him before we started like yeah the first time I seen Matt in person was in 1925 R.I.P. 1925 I used to love that place that was a good but, spot but um yeah if I was in there we was in uh, we was ratifying um, 1925 with our Cheney party and then like Matt that was my man I mean, Leak birthday no it was my man Tim birthday party that night and my sister um that was last October. This is the reason for the rosé, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah, he um he imported four of the baddest light-skinned girls I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and um he had four bottles in front of him lighting up, and they was all smiling in front of the bottles. And Matt was just standing, I mean, I meant um, Chad was standing there with a big smile on his face, like he was enjoying life, as he should. But yeah, we was over here ratifying the whole thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. I've just... been in there complaining. <laughs> <laughs> The fuck is going on yeah. here? <laughs> I was supposed to get my. I was to get topped off that night too, man. It was my birthday weekend, man. My man messed it up by getting too drunk. I'm like, yo, yo. I was gonna say then somebody get too. Yo, I was like, yo, John. You know, she was over here, like giving me a wally, and you know how a girl grab your pockets and push it, like, yeah. oh, she wanted to dig inside of her. <laughs> <laughs> These pants are in the way. <laughs> I'm holding myself I'm back, like, right? I'm now. over here like, damn, man, like this. Is my man, like, yo, man, we gotta go. I'm like, nigga, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go with her, y'all. Play uh, hopefully game. she don't listen to this. She knows who she is. Uh, nobody listens to this show. Yeah. Everybody listens to this show. Yeah, just All the people Chad. I know got to tell everybody about this damn show. Me, Chad, and my dad. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's it. But uh, you got anything else you want to tell the people, man? If you get out, you want to tell them your socials, any of that? Yeah, it's stuff? um, this party and bullshit available now on all streaming sites. It's on iTunes, it's on Tidal, Spotify, Google Play, whatever else you got. Apple Music. Um, Yak House is a team. I am Wise Vega. I oh man, I hate spelling this shit out. <laughs> I am Wise V E G A. So check me out, man. Show love, man. Get some good people, like yeah, <laughs> out here, man. Because seriously, because at the end of the day, we need more Lebrons, like you said, man. Because I like I'm all about helping. But like, it's a dope. I'm a dope artist. I got other projects coming. Um, Nova's coming. Shout out to Nova. Sour got some out. My man Sko got the uh, Rocky Steps joint out. News is coming. Yeah, man, we working. Yeah, I was telling him I was having news got past this whole situation. Like, you know, so shout out to the whole Yak House team, man. Absolutely. Shout, shout out, out to the CEO Rich. Friends of the family. Philly the boss. Follow him. He be talking about crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go down there. He got his uh, food situation popping. Yeah, man. Like, oh, nigga. When we, last year at A3C, he like, I'm cook for you. I'm like, word? 
this smorgasbord he got together. <laughs> he got like, like he got like five pounds of crabs. The old nigga, he got smorgasbord. I ain't heard that in a minute. Like it's just what it is. Like it's just like it was like it was just it was just good, man. He cooked his ass off. That's what's up. Well. We appreciate you coming through, man. Make sure y'all go get that party and bullshit. Follow my guy, Wise Vega, on all social networks, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tinder. You know what I'm saying? He's everywhere. Make sure y'all go get that project. You got a super swipe me, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out here. (laughs) What up? What up? We back. TRP episode. What is it? 64? Whatever number. Whatever number it is. I don't know. 64. Uh, 64? Cool. I was on point. Uh, shout out to uh, our, our guest today, uh, Wise Vega, Yak House ENT. Uh, make sure y'all go get his EP, Party and Bullshit. Um, we're back. Uh, just me and Matt now. Uh, Wise Vega had to bounce out of here. Um, how was your week? Uh, eating Pringles. Um, <laughs> I'm eating Pringles. I stopped eating on air. I'm tired of getting hate mail on my DM. Uh, week was cool, man. I, I ain't really had no uh, problems this week. No... Uh Nothing stands out, yeah. you know, as far as foolishness. Um, as far as foolishness, I watched the new, the latest episode of Power. That was that was the only foolishness <laughs> I had of the week. Um, other than that, man, week was cool. It was chill. Yeah, I've been taking it easy, man. I told you my uh, my uh, aspirations for being a hooligan are flying through the roof now. So, <laughs> other than that, man, I've literally just been chilling, man. Like I ain't really got too much going on. How was your week? Um, it was regular Like I literally like Didn't have a lot to do this week But it's like It's weeks like this That are like traps Whereas like for me Like I base my I, I live for the weekend So it's like I base my week around You know work And what I gotta do And I try to work ahead As much as possible um, You know I coordinate A lot of stuff for the club So it's like It was like a trap week Because it's like I don't necessarily have a party That's mine That I gotta put my hands on To where it's like All these different details And shit like that um, And I mean, the other, you know, stuff was like promoter driven or whatever. So they handle their own shit. I provide support, do whatever little shit they need to do. But my radio ads was fucking submitted already. Like, so I didn't really have shit to do. But then I found myself last late last night, like it's Wednesday night. You didn't do nothing all fucking week. So I just had to get myself together real quick and, and get all this shit. And then uh, my friend was in town for one, literally one day, flew in from uh, flew in from Israel, came here, bounced out. Like in and out, so it's just this like sounds, this sounds lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy ass lifestyle. So it's just like that's pretty much it. Like here I am. That's the lifestyle I aspire to have. I mean, literally, just be able to get up and go whenever you want. Like I want to get to the point where it's like the only time I'm in Philadelphia is if there's a news crew on hand, and I'm holding a pair of big ass scissors. And like as soon as the ribbon's cut, right? Start the chopper. Let's get you know. Let's get back <laughs> to it. But uh, we had a pretty interesting week, man. Some stuff I really wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um. First, being the big thing, LeBron opening this school. Absolutely. As I expected, it brought out the worst and the best in people. The best. The absolute best. The absolute worst. And the absolute retarded. I, yeah. <laughs> do, do Do you want to open or? I mean, you know, just the general basis of it, um, you know, LeBron James has had uh, like the I Promise campaign going on for years now. Um, You know, he's sending, what is it, 10,000 kids from Akron, Ohio to college. Um, 
you know, full ride, you know, paid for by, you know, LeBron James, I promise, uh, you know, what is it, a foundation. And he just literally just opened a school in Akron, Ohio. It's partnered with the um, Akron Public School uh, public, public School District. And, um, you know, basically he's, you know, giving the charter school or private school experience in the ver- version of a public school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's basically for like at-risk youth. So it's like, you know, kids that have been identified as like teetering on the brink might have been in trouble here or there or whatever um you know some impoverished situations stuff like that and it's basically like giving them the tools that they need to be able to go to high school worry free um they providing like free transportation for them back and forth to school within two miles they get a bike and a helmet they get a computer uh they get fucking uh like think it's like transportation for their parents within the, the parent they got GED programs for the parents job for assi- the, job search assistance for the parents the the thing that was dope that stood out to me was free ride to the, the University of Akron if you finish this program right. and go and it's just like Brian didn't even go to the University of Akron right. but he just that he got that like like this is my hometown so we're going to say you know what I'm saying yeah. like it just was 100% dope. There's yeah. nothing you could say negative about it, nothing. But if you have sense. <clears throat> but saw, as we know. <laughs> as, we, as we've as we come to be accustomed to, y'all was going left. And it's just like, damn, yo. Like, I get it. You don't like LeBron for whatever reason. Cool. How the hell can you be mad at this situation? Yeah. It just don't even make logical sense. My thing is, him as a human being, just period, just how he lives his life, Husband, father, family man, involved in his kid's life at every fucking basketball game, all of that shit. Um, Positive role model, gives back to his community, gives his time, gives his money, his face, his brand, all of that shit. Never been in trouble, never been arrested, never been in suspicion of fucking having an affair with his wife, none of that shit. Had a camera down his throat since he was like 14. Yeah. Like, and always did the right thing. 100% of the time did the right thing. (laughs) So before we even get to the school, immaculate human being, yeah. just as a man, everything that you would want someone to aspire to be like, whether white, black, whatever, that's how you live your fucking life. Yeah. Then the man take 40, 50 M's of his own money to say, not only am I going to send these kids to school. I'm going to send them to school before they even get to college. Fuck all that. I'm going to make sure that their high school experience is so buttoned down that when they get to college, they already built for success and they're going to be able to go through college the right way because they already been taught the do's and don'ts before they even get there. Mm -hmm. That's social responsibility on another level yeah. on a heightened level Jalen Rose did something similar Jalen Rose Leadership Academy in in Detroit Michigan mm-hmm. so it's like that's a different level of social responsibility and really putting your hands on your community and saying shit ain't right here shit could be better I'm gonna do everything that I can to, to fix this shit mm-hmm. somehow some way people still manage to find a way to have a problem with everything Motherfuckers was like, oh, what's decent about a public school? And I'm like, what? It's like, dog, this is solely for for the children. Yeah. Like he said himself, he missed 80 days when he was in fourth grade. He's like, at that stage, you know, you need it the most. 
This is a, a good thing, one hundred percent. Yes. Nah, because it's a it's a okay. You got a public school, but you still in a white system. It's like what? What? That's where I was at. A lot of the joints I saw this you week. Just like what? You can't impact the system unless you try to make change. And motherfuckers basically want to not be a part of the system. That's cool. It's not going to work. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. Like here's the thing. For those of you that, you know, have any, um, you know, idea of like American history and black history in particular, you know that there are key white figures along the way that have always helped black people progress forward. Because the easiest way to get somebody to relate to you is when somebody that looks like you is giving you the message. So if I'm a white person, I'm telling white people, y'all fucked up. Y'all on some bullshit. Y'all need to fucking stop fucking lynching black people. Y'all, It might be like. I might be on some bullshit. Whereas when it's coming from the oppressed, you're like, man, get the fuck out of here. You'll say anything because I'm oppressing you. But when somebody else is able to take an objective look at it and they look like you and they can tell you, nah, we need to change this. We need to change this. We need to ratify this law. We need to change this. They're not three-fifths of a human. They're a whole person, blah, blah, blah. They got families. They got... And it helps to progress forward. You can't be mad at that. So it's like, I get it. Historically speaking, white people have done some horrific shit to black folk. Yeah. But not all white people are evil. And when somebody wants to give you a helping hand and is genuine and it's a no strings attached hand, we're not really in a position to turn down help from nobody or from nowhere because we're not nowhere near where we need to be. Where we should be. Or where we should be. So to nitpick this and and try to unpack it and be like oh it's bullshit because he part of the public school system it's like well that's who is willing to help me at the end of the day you're talking about a guy who has a high school education he's not an educator by no means but he's paired with the experts and that's what most smart people do when they're trying to break into a new industry is they pair with the fucking experts i said it the other day on twitter i'm like y'all complaining about which way he went to open a school it's like you know he could have bought the team paddocks and then right. just went on vacation. <laughs> like, in reality, he, that's his God-given right. He yeah. could have legit bought Maseratis for the whole team and then been like, yeah, we out. My thing with social responsibility is too many people do nothing to criticize the person that does something. I was going to get into that. We Because we, you, you, me, and uh, Rod had a real good conversation on it the other day. And... I had posted the, the picture of LeBron with all of the, st- the facts about the school, everything that he was doing. And I was like, meanwhile, Jordan's at the blackjack table, you know, not even on a heater. He's right, right. at the table. <laughs> just with and Carl had came on it like, oh, so now we're we're judging their all because I was like, LeBron's the goat. And it was like, we're judging off the court stuff for like being the goat. And Spank commented on was like, I mean, but we do it with Ali. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm like, yeah, my it plays is, a part. At, at this point, at this juncture, if LeBron carried himself like Jordan, it would almost be a disservice with everything that's going on in the sports world, yeah. the media, the regular, like just the politics. Ever. Like we don't live in 88 or 92 anymore. And those times were crazy. Yeah. But it's like right now is one of the most volatile times yeah. of our lives. Real, really. And for LeBron to be at the pinnacle of success. Like, he's been making hundreds of millions of dollars for years. Yes. <laughs> like, he's been 
Lifetime deal with Nike GQ at Like all the shit he does As far as his business holdings yeah. The fact that he made All of his friends Multi-millionaires Like successful Multi-Maverick Carter And Rich Paul Will punch you in the eyes <laughs> you full of, Like real talk <clears throat> For him to do all of these things And in his 15th season Still be the best player out there And he's not taking a break that's what I'm saying. LeBron deadass could have bored everybody an icy paddock and been like, yo, we going to Antigua, Antigua until the season starts. Right. But no, he's in Akron. He live, He just signed a deal with Los Angeles. Lives he's in, in Los Angeles. He's in Akron. Because <laughs> yeah. these are my people. He set up a situation where inner city kids who are at risk now, if nothing else, when they get done his program and go off into school, they have a free ride to the University of Akron. Y'all can act like that shit ain't dope and like that shit don't matter. It do. Just knowing, yo, you got to out. You got a lane. You got something you could go yeah. into. The best thing you can give somebody is opportunity. Is an opportunity. That's it. And that's literally what he's doing. He's providing an opportunity through the high school experience and then a direct path into college. All you gotta do is show up, do what the fuck you supposed to do, complete this program, go to, go into college for free. It's just like for him to be that guy, like he is the face of black sports. I can't think of anyone else. I mean, he's arguably the face of all sports. I, I said the other day, <laughs> as far as the four major sports, he's the Nobody's bigger than him. No, not in the four majors. In, in soccer, yes. But yeah. in the four American majors, yeah. nobody's LeBron. No. Not Tom Brady, not fucking... What's the what's the uh, the, the crazy batter from the Nationals? Um, oh, Bryce, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, not none of them. Like... If I saw Bryce Harper tomorrow on the street, I wouldn't know who the fuck Bryce Harper he was. He could come in here and dead as do what Taylor's do. <laughs> Be like, yeah, my name is Bryce. Be like, what's up, Gus? And <laughs> wouldn't think nothing of. <laughs> Big real shit. And this is the best player in baseball. Well, the border went to the Dodgers might be the best player in baseball. Uh, what's his name? My, my. When he came from the Mets or some shit. The one that just went to the Dodgers. Uh, the Phillies was trying to get him. Manny Machado. 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 He's the man. Him and that boy Judge. They're they're fucking crazy. Aaron Judge is crazy. Yeah, but Bryce Harper's like he. They, yeah, those are stars of yeah. their. Bryce Harper's contract. He's about to get it. It's like about to get like four hundred million dollars. Though it's insane. But it's like yeah. As far as him being who he is, the entity that he's become, for him to still care that much, and then it ain't just that his social awareness, his kind, like every little aspect of him is just like. Brian a good ass dude Yeah for sure like, You hating on that I just don't know What to tell you So the conversation That me you and Rod had Was like I don't understand Why people are making This into a Well what is Jay Z doing What's Jordan doing what's, what's Will Smith doing What's Like Why do we look To our celebrities For help As far as The black community You had a real good Response to that Yeah my response to it Is basically like Nobody's not going to help us. Like, we don't have. We any don't other have help. any help. So if Oprah, Jay Z, Beyonce, LeBron, Obama, if they're not going to lend a helping hand and do all they can to help black folks on the whole, it's over. Your government is not going to help you. They don't give a fuck about you. No, um, they're cutting all the social based programs that affect you the most. Like I tell people, I was saying the other day, this Black Lives Matter shit been going on for years now. Yes, Black lives are still getting thrown into the garbage Absolutely. at the left at a, and right at a record pace. They're marching right now, and I think it's is it Minneapolis? The, yes, the cop. Shot the guy running away yeah. it's like we've we been going to do this for, for for three four years now yeah actually longer than that Trayvon was what eight years ago now I don't well I don't think it was eight it might have been like five or six or something six, something like that yeah it wasn't recent 
but that was the one that like you know blew up the whole social justice shit and all of that just in general but yeah my response is basically like yo if, if they're not going to help us then you know then who is february 12th yeah six years six years you know what I'm 2012 so, yeah, yeah february, so, not february 12th february 2012 right yeah. so my whole thing is, is just is this it's like yo you look at um like the tv and the news media and you see somebody like jeff bezos and all i ever hear about is like how richer he's getting or what company he's bought did y'all see the john i sent you today because you know i'm looking to do the department of defense contracting so i just was like reading articles or whatever whatever and it said amazon is looking to score a five billion dollar contract with the department of defense to be their cloud provider and a 10 billion (laughs) dollar contract with the pentagon to become the sole cloud provider for both systems i'm like They might take over the world. Absolutely. Like, dog, like when you signing billion dollar contracts to where you're running the Department of Defense, you're running the Pentagon, like you have, you're privy to, like, think about Facebook with Zuckerberg and all of his information scandal and all that shit. You got all of that shit at your helm. I'm like, y'all saw the end of iRobot. Like this, it might get crazy. Yeah, so it's like, so you you take situations like like you know like uh, like Bezos and shit like that, and it's like, yo, all we hear is like how much money you making and uh, what company you just bought and this and that, and it's like, yo, I, I challenge a person like that the same way I challenge a sports figure to say basically like, yo, what good does it serve a person to have all the money in the world if you're not helping the people that need it the most? True. It's just like, and, and then with black people in particular, it's like, yo, we know what we come from. We come from nothing, literally. Mm-hmm. Like slavery, poverty, uh, heroin, the dope era of the 60s and 70s, the crack era of the fucking 80s and 90s. Now the whole opioid shit and all of that shit. The the, the, the whole um, judicial system, like every little thing is against you. And and then to have uh, slavery, segregation. Jim Crow. Jim Crow. The whole judicial, I'm saying the disparity in the judicial system hanging over your head that whole period. We never, we never got let up on at no time. Like Brown versus the Board of Education was 55. Like, damn, slavery (laughs) ended in 18 something. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like, so all of that time, you still had all of these problems in the desegregation era. And then even after the Civil Rights Act of 1964, you still got all your black leaders getting fucking all the prominent black leaders getting murdered. You got fucking uh, random acts of fucking, uh, you know, domestic terrorism against black people. And if our own people who identify with this. And know and know their history, know where they come from, and all that. If they're not helping, it's like, well, goddamn, you're hopeless. Like mm-hmm. your only hope is to fucking develop a fucking app and become mega rich, or learn well, how to shoot a fucking I was about basketball. To say, go hard to the baseline <laughs> because, <laughs> like, that's it. because even in the NFL, they're not creating no generational wealth over there uh-huh. because they getting bullshit contracts. They just now starting to fully guarantee rookie contracts. Think about how long the NFL's been around. Yeah. Just now in 2018, they're fully guaranteeing the top 10 picks rookie contract. Like, I watched dudes from the NFL who had stellar careers, like, be fucked up Have when nothing. it was all said and done. Yeah. We saw the fucking broke documentary on fucking uh, on 30 for 30. So so with all of that being said, it's like, yo, if if a if a person who 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 looks like you is not going to help you and they have all the resources, all the network, all the money, all the people at their disposal, they can call this person. They can call this person. They can mobilize these city leaders and do if they're not going to do it. Nobody's not going to do it. And you are fucking hopeless. So. There is a responsibility of people 
to give back. It's called philanthropy. It's called social responsibility. I, and you don't have to do it, but just know it looks bad if you don't. I was saying it to a couple people the other day we were talking, and I'm like, honestly, I feel like us, we need to start holding people accountable. For sure. For certain things. Like, it's cool for, like, you know, Meek to show you the, the paddock or the Richard Millie. You know what I'm saying? That's cool, but it's like... You should have some other situations going on. And not just in any, like, people literally have gotten to the point where it's like, all they want to do is see the celebrities' flaws on IG. Yes. That's it. Motherfuckers, we love Floyd Mayweather, Dan Bilzerian, Meek. Who's another one that's got a crazy page people love? Um, Will Smith. You know, we love all these different things. And it's like, what LeBron just did, it should set a precedent. And that should just be the, what it, like... I don't want to like. I, I saw an interview yesterday where Floyd talking about Fifty. The cap. The headline was Floyd talks about the beef with Fifty Cent and shows off his eighteen million dollar watch. I ain't even click on it. I don't want to see your eighteen million dollar watch. You know what I'm saying? The, the, I watched it. The guy from Complex was like, "I'm not touching it." Like, I, like I don't even like. It's like it's just so absurd that you have some. I don't even want to be responsible for touching something like that. Why do you have it? <laughs> My thing is, it's cool. Don't get it fucked up. Like, you worked hard oh, as shit. Cool. Go buy what you want. But at the same token, on the same token, 18 million can change lives. It could dead ass change lives. Shit, 180,000 can change lives if, depending on where the fuck you at. It could like, change lives. Like, think about the fact that Floyd Mayweather's from Flint, Michigan. They don't have no clean, they don't have clean water for six, whatever, however many fucking years. It's like, yo, what could you have done with 18 million to change the water situation in Flint? Real talk. And it ain't your responsibility, but it is. What's the, the running time. back from the Buccaneers uh, back in the 2000s? Mike Allstar? No, nah, he was a full. Oh, talking about black running back. Yeah, oh, work, work done. Work done. You know he's like quietly put like a hundred and forty families in brand new homes. Yeah, he's got like a company where he look. Look it up. He's got a company where he like rehabs homes yeah. for like people and shit in the neighborhood. He's put a, almost a hundred and forty people, a hundred and forty oh. families. Yeah. in new homes, and it's just like yeah, shit like that needs to be like big. Like fuck that watch. Like right. shit like that needs like two chains going around giving a handicapped family a brand new van. Like shit like that needs to be bigged up. I don't care about Rick Ross throwing checkers burgers in the fucking <laughs> crowd. Like other shit that that, that goes on. Like the. Like you said, the the inner city and the black community is so, it's like destitute in certain places. Yes, and just depleted. And then with because there are and, no resources. And then with gentrification, it's picking and choosing the areas that we feel are most vital and can be most vibrant going forward. And then we push those people out of this area into an already fucked up area serving to further deplete that area of the res the little resources that it has left. Because now you're asking more people to survive off of less and just the general nature of niggas, niggas tear shit up. So you put more niggas in a closed space, niggas gonna tear more shit up. So now the neighborhood that already was at a fucking negative property value is is fucking further declining. And then you go seven blocks away to the next fucking area, and the shit is so far priced out that nobody that from that original area can live there. Yeah. Think about what Northern Liberties was 15 years ago. It's insane. It was a fucking war zone. Yeah, wasteland. Like. 
motherfucking it was literally like you could throw a dead body over there and nobody would notice the shit like yeah. in some of them areas and now it's the second highest fucking real estate market in the city of Philadelphia Crazy. in southeast Pennsylvania like other than like fucking uh Rittenhouse and the main line it's like the fucking highest like real estate value in the area yeah it's fucking nuts work done began his uh Charities called the Work Done Charities and Homes for the Holidays in 1997. Former NFL running back, he just gave away on October 17th his 145th home to a family in need. That's, That's fly as shit. Yeah. Like 145, like 145 families. So that might be a thousand people. And Work right. Done ain't in the hall. Didn't take down $100 million contracts, but he said, like, his mother, his mother was a police officer. I watched a little joint they did on him on E60. His mom was a cop, and she just, she dedicated her life to bettering the community. And, like, people have such a negative stigma about police officers. He's like, no, my mom wasn't out here beating people and her rap. My mom was, like, the na- the cop that would come and walk and, you know, knock on people's doors. Every yeah. You doing okay? You know, I'm the n- police officer on beating the neighborhood. You need me? Like, he's like, I got that from her. Like, yeah. take care of your people. Peoples, and it's like that motherfucker ain't take down 150 mil, but he just had he a found a way. He had a, a goal like, yeah. no, nah, I'm going to do this for the people. So it's like to to tell me, oh, you know, not everybody got a crazy contract like LeBron's. Doug, it ain't needed. Right. Sometimes it's just not. Sometimes it's just a will. And sometimes if you can just lend your celebrity to certain situations or people that have the infrastructure to do what you want to do, and they'll fund the shit. Mm-hmm. But you gotta put forth the effort to even figure out if that shit could happen. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker's giving away money all the time in America. Like somebody somewhere right now closing a fucking billion dollar deal. And my thing, a a lot of like niggas just really just get to the point where it's like they just wanna stunt. That's it. Yeah. Like I just wanna flex, tear it up, you know. And they really, cause it's like big names, huge names, Migos, Drake. Future, like it's dudes out here that's really making millions of dollars hand over fist. Yeah. And it's like, yo, I'm not necessarily telling you, yo, you make a hundred million, twenty of that guy come to the cause that's extortion. Right. But it's like, <laughs> no. Making sure like when you see that I think they said Drake is responsible for a four hundred million dollars. Four hundred and forty million of the Toronto economy. Of the Toronto economy, it's like you good. Keep you hunted. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you literally help your city. Yeah. You like LeBron, like LeBron leaving Cleveland and then coming back to Cleveland. You saw the everything impact that yeah. that had on the the sandwich shops. Yeah. Like everything is tourism is up. Everything. So it's like, yeah. It's sometimes though it go a little bit deeper than that. And you know what? Like you from Detroit, you got some things you got to work for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way it go. And I, I really I saw people this week like. Oh well, you know what, what's Jay doing? What's and this is another thing I want to end y'all weird my y'all weird of the week. Jordan didn't invest in prisons. Can we <laughs> stop that? They, Jordan they, did not. It's a it's a white guy named. It's Michael. a white guy <laughs> named Michael Jordan who is invested into pr- privately owned prisons. It's not even like you can you can't just go out and open a prison. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like they have um, it's basically like a. Like conglomerates, and they yeah. own multiple situations or whatever. But what you about to say? 
I was gonna say that's why they're all private. Yeah, like it's it's not like yo, I open the prison. You know what I'm saying? Give me some niggas and like no, it's not like that. But y'all gotta stop the whole. Oh yeah, see, and J- LeBron invested in a school. Jordan invested in a prison. It's like y'all sound dumb <laughs> as shit. This is not helping. This is not helping <laughs> anything. I made the joke about Jordan gambling. Yes, Jordan's probably at the blackjack table, but he didn't invest in prisons. Can we stop that shit? My overall issue with, with Michael Jordan is. A lot of shit happens on your watch. You don't have nothing to say My about My thing with Jordan, and this is what I talk about, the 80s and the 90s. In 91, 92, people were getting murdered. Yeah, Rodney ta- King happened. I'm that. talking about getting their... Th- no, I'm not even talking about like <laughs> outside of Jordan. I'm talking about people's getting a throat slashed for Jordans. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like... I've never even seen him acknowledge it. I've never seen him show up like uh, uh, like in front of the United Center like yo what happened was bad like no acknowledgement no like no nothing like just like oh shit that shit crazy. Like, you remember when the Concords came out? Yeah, some a bunch of kids got hurt and killed. About them you guys. if you ever get a chance, it's the most ignorant ass video. They was doing a news report live from the mall. It was down south somewhere. I want to say Kansas City. I know exactly what you're talking and about. And the bull was like, yeah, man, people. Was trampling people, man, because they couldn't get their Jordans, man. This is this is sad, man. I seen kids with tears in their eyes, and he was like, "Did you get the Jordans? Oh yeah, I got mine on right now." And they go, but it <laughs> and, was we sad. Got, and we got and some he, for sale. Like, and we got some for sale. Y'all need some, but yeah, it was sad seeing the kids. Cry. <laughs> like, how did this shit make television? It's just like, yeah, man. Like people really went stone cold crazy for Jordans in the late '80s, early '90s, and the fact that he's still selling the Jordans from the late '80s, early '90s is just like. Come on, fam. Come on, Mike. Like you might like, and and you a billionaire. Like you ain't one billion to you three billion. Yeah, you a legit billionaire. You you might gotta like dead. And Chicago is awful. Granted, you ain't from Chicago, but you are Chicago. You earned your fortune there. You are Chicago. Like AI not from Philly, but he is. Like like <laughs> Jordan. Like I'm just keeping it being. Jordan might gotta come down and put like three fifty on Chicago. Like I'm not even trying to be funny. Straight up. Like you might gotta go down there a couple schools, a couple art institutes. Like program. Like Jordan wouldn't even miss no foul shots for no free sneaks. <laughs> like come on, Mike. Like the kids can't get no free you shoes. You want some shit, though? <laughs> <laughs> you want some shit? Oh Mike. no! Oh, about the shoes. How many kids here? I'm I'm knocking these down. Y'all bugging? Y'all tripping? No, nobody in my face. <laughs> <laughs> no hand in the face. Bitch, please. I'm begging all these. <laughs> and it's like no, like when you that level, like Oprah, like it's cool to build the schools in Africa, but there's the, 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 domestic issues that's going. It's on. domestic issues too. And again, like Rob was saying, is it really Oprah fault? Because it, like the politician, I'm like, it's not that it's it's Oprah's fault or Oprah's thing that she should. That's what she should focus on. But they not worried about it, right? So if they not and we not, who is nobody? So it's deep. And I was I was trying to tell because I saw it was crazy. I put my phone down, went and drove half a trip, came back. I saw forty messages from you. <laughs> I'm like, all right, they've clearly been going at it, and I, I'm just like. That's why I told him is is deeper than just oh it ain't the politicians' problem and I'm like, eh, Mike said it best like we are the world like you know what I'm saying like if if you don't look out for your folks yeah. who gonna look out who, for them nobody and the whole thing is is like Rob was basically saying like yo he feel like you know that it should be like uh 
taxation, you know, given the extreme taxation of billionaires and da da da. And I'm like, all right, well, there's two separate issues. There's a there's a uh, a taxation issue, and then there's a redistribution of tax money issue. Because if a person is like, say, uh, the average tax rate is anywhere between, like, if you work in Pennsylvania, you pay anywhere between 19 to 28 percent comes out of your paycheck, depending on how mm-hmm. much money you make. If you make fucking uh, three thousand dollars a month. And they cut you back an extra ten percent. They say they give you a ten percent tax break. They cut you back an extra ten percent. You're making three hundred dollars more a month. Yes, you can use that, but that doesn't get you to the level where now all of a sudden you can become a millionaire because of the money that they cut you back. Like I was, I was trying to explain this to somebody else the other day. I'm like, they, it, it's one of them things. Where, like that's what LeBron's school is, third and fourth grade. Because by the time high school comes around, they probably already f- too far gone. Right. It's like you can't you can't just show up and put a nice looking house on terrible foundation. Right. This shit's gonna crumble. It's just the way it go. So it's like yeah, it, you can't just show up in the hood and be like, yo, y'all got tax breaks and uh, you know, it's lit. Nah, don't yeah, work like that. Definitely don't. Poppy store still gonna thrive. You know, no Poppy's, one's gonna own a business. My my uh, one of my OGs, he owned um a bunch of property around Philly, and he owned uh like a store property, a Poppy store joint. They be making them sign twenty five year leases. The yeah. Poppy store is not going nowhere. Yeah. Twenty five year leases. No Bobby. <laughs> like, <laughs> no Bobby, no Bobby, no Bobby. And literally what be happening with that shit is even like the fucking the Puerto Ricans and, and, and the, the Dominicans and shit like that, they be creating wealth for their families because what they do is they'll all go in on the motherfucking store, you know, 25 year lease, buy what they need, whatever, get the shit up and running. They send one person here from their home country, they run the store for four or five years, make seven, eight hundred K, go back, boom, another cousin, uncle, whatever, mm-hmm. dad, come run the joint, make his money, go back. And is they literally like keep the shit all in the family. But you look up and over that twenty five year period, they didn't amassed five million and and, and in I was saying the other day, I'm like, you ain't you ever noticed the Chinese stores, it don't be the same people in there for years? Yeah. Like the Chinese store Carl from my depot, it's a whole new family that's yeah. running it and back there stirring up fucking noodles and shit with winter coats on. <laughs> Five years ago, it was a whole different family. Couple years before that, it was a whole different. It's just they and the, the crazy part is with them, they don't put jack shit into the hood. Oh, nothing, nothing. They barely put salt down when it fucking snowed. They All don't. export. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. We're going to buy what we need to keep you niggas fed, and that's it. I walked into the Chinese store. <laughs> it was the funniest shit ever. Cross street from my gig. I walk in the Chinese store. Black boy with a beard is behind the glass. Scared the shit out of me. I'm like... I back out the store. I'm like, oh no, he robbing his jaw. He was like, you are right, you 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 want some? You you, you th- go. Ahead, you can take care of him. He was the uh. Like the um, motherfucker that go around checking to make sure you ain't selling cigarettes to 18 year olds. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, because he had a badge and all this. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you scared the shit out of me. What's cracking up? I'm like, dog, I walked in to see this nigga behind the glass. I'm like, oh, no, boy. This is a, this a Sam Jackson moment <laughs> yeah. from fucking coming to America. I'm talking about, boy, this big ass beer with little dreads was behind the fucking counter. I'm like, yo, I don't know what the fuck, boy. <laughs> I'm going to him and I'm out. I'm definitely not part of this. But then I peeped. He had a badge and paperwork and they was showing all this shit, the licenses yeah. in there. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, he the motherfucker <laughs> making sure they ain't selling shit to 18 year olds. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? But it's like, yeah, they don't put jack shit back into yeah. the community. And it's like, that's why I don't frequent them. I, I'd stay away, like, because they don't fuck with you. Come in there without $5. 
They you can see you every day. You ain't eating. <laughs> I went in the poppy store one day down the street from my gig, and uh, it pissed me off so much. They had a you know motherfuckers got shit on the counter like yeah tape to the counter. It was a fucking index card that said no credit, so don't even ask. <laughs> I was like, God damn, we ain't paying the fees. You can do that shit. No, no, I meant like no store credit. Oh, no store credit. Like don't even ask. It wasn't taking credit. Oh no, no, it said no, no store credit. Don't even ask. I'm (laughs) like, damn, probably. I mean, granted, you you going to a store, you shouldn't need no fucking store credit. But it's like you know, in the situation. But it's like just for you to have something up here like that. It's like the gall. It's like (laughs) goddamn. Fuck y'all niggas. FYN. Yeah. Boy, young boy was in front of me. He's like, yo, pot, let me get a loose. Put the change up. He gave him the loose. He's like, give me a light. He's like, on the wall. It's a fucking lighter attached to a fucking cord hanging near the door. I'm like, that's just, like, you selling that many Lucy's that you know to. Enabling the genocide. Yeah. And it's just like. You spark up on your way out. That shit crazy, man. And motherfuckers don't think it's odd or like weird. Yeah, because we normalize abnormal fucking behavior because the circumstances be so extreme, we just get used to this shit and then we just compartmentalize it that it's like regular and yeah. it's fucking not. Like, I want to stay on this theme with uh, everything we're doing, we're talking about right now. Um, Apple, the most cash rich company on the face of the earth, yeah. Um, basically hit the media today. They're the first. Publicly traded company to be recognized as worth one trillion, trillion dollars. Yeah. One trillion is a billion a thousand times. Right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier. Like, is this shit good? For the for the planet, this is the type of shit that Teddy Roosevelt would have broken up a long fucking time. Not ago. even Teddy, no, who Microsoft? Like when Microsoft took out Netscape, a lot of people don't really remember that. That was like, but y'all gonna have this shit on every computer to yeah, come like, out? Like what? Like no, this ain't cool. They straight tried to take Bill Gates the fuck out in two thousand. Yeah. Actually, before that, that was like 90, yeah. 97, 90, yeah, 97, yeah. 95, 97, one of them. But it's just like, I get it. <laughs> it's like, we live in a capitalist society. You can make and earn as much money as you fucking want. But after a while, it's like, you kind of have an unfair advantage over everybody. Over everybody. Like, they're literally like suing all their competitors and winning Every time, like they sue Samsung once a month, this and, is how, and win. This is <laughs> like, just how I knew where it's like America just might not be for me. The worst mass shooting that has ever happened on U.S. soil: the Vegas, the 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 concert. What was it? Sixty-one people yep. got killed. MGM sued all of them so that they couldn't sue them. I'm like, sixty-one motherfuckers lost their life out here. Another hundred and something shot. MGM sued the victims and the families of the deceased victims so that in return they couldn't sue MGM. I'm like, that's the most insane shit I ever that, heard in that, my life. That's the most trifling. I'm like, like, we really are America done. Oh, for sure. And like, it, my biggest issue with America is being and living in America from a kid. 
at different points in life, they try to ingrain in you that this is the land of the free, the home of the brave. You can do whatever you want. You can achieve whatever you want. This is the best nation. Nobody lives as good as us. Nobody has the civil liberties that we have and blah, blah, blah. But part of the problem of living in fucking America is we have almost too much civil liberties and motherfuckers just do whatever they fucking want. And it causes mass shootings and fucking uh Unabombers and all types of bullshit because people have access to shit they shouldn't have access to. Right. So maybe motherfuckers need a little bit more policing to stop the bullshit, but that's part of the fear machine. It, it all serves to go in part of the fear machine and the propaganda machine that they sell you of, oh, you need to do this. You need to give us access to your information. Uh, oh, Apple, that San Bernardino shooting, you really need to let us have a backdoor access into people's phones from the fucking feds. It's just like, uh, no, fuck you. I don't need to let you have access because the minute that I give you access for this reason, you're going to use that and piggyback onto another reason to invade people's privacy and to tap people's phones and to do this, to do that, to exercise more control over your citizens. And then you go to other foreign nations and it's like, there's no crime. There's no poverty. There's no fucking trash on the street. But you've been telling me for 35 years that this is the best place to live. And it's like, how? Girl, he said in Qatar, they don't even show violence. Like on TV and in movies, yeah. he said he went to the movies to see. Uh, I forgot what movie he said he went, but he was like, "It's no way, this is the fuck." But they took all the violence out. They don't show nudity. So it, they don't show nudity. That shit isn't embedded into the skulls right. of the youth to where it's like, like look at us back in the day, watching shit like Family Matters, watching shit like Step by Step, watching shows like even Roseanne, Cosby watching show. show like The Cosby's, watching shows like Living Single. Like Living Single was literally four different women. One of them was a magazine well, editor. Well, she was a magazine editor. One was her assistant. Regine does what Sean does. Uh, personal shopper. Yeah. Then the other one was a lawyer. Then Kyle was a lawyer and Overton was a, a like a janitor. They all had jobs. Nobody was snaking each other. Nobody was doing foul shit. Right. You watch shows like this and it's like, yo, this is how life is. There are none of these anymore. You know what the kids watch now? Loving hip hop. Reality shit. Yeah, and I was about that's exactly where I was going with it. I'm like, on any given Monday, like in Qatar, there's no violence, no nudity or whatever in the media, but here in America, on regular basic cable, on any given Monday, I can see a big butt chick getting her head slapped off with her titty falling out. Like, how is this possible at nine o'clock at night? <laughs> like, how and why is this possible? I tried to not like <laughs> But that's the reality of it. Like, you just in the just this past Monday, and I'm guilty for even watching this shit. Fucking, there's a whole wild goose chase surrounding A1, his wife Lyrica, and Safari, and him trying to find out did his wife have sex with fucking Safari. This is the whole theme of the show. 60 minutes. It don't take 60 minutes to find out if if this goofy ass rapper fucked your fucked your wife. It's a two-minute conversation. Did you fuck my bitch yes or no? And then it's, do I believe you or not? And then what I'm going to do to you when I see you? They have spent 60 minutes on this wild goose chase. And I'm locked in watching this shit. Like, I don't watch any of I wonder what I wonder what's going to happen here. Like, you know what's going to happen. Somebody going to get their hand slapped off. It's one of them shows my girl watch. It's one of them real housewives. I don't know which one, but I'll see it when she has it on. The the young little light-skinned bitch on the show, she like 23, 24. She married a 60-year-old white guy. Of course she did. And, you know, he rich and whatever, whatever. And she wants a baby, but he this motherfucker told her, I don't want to have one because your mom was like a piece of shit with you. And I don't want you to like do that with no kid. And... 
she was telling a friend, I think that's a lame excuse. I'm starting to think he he only married me to have me as like a trophy wife. I'm like, started. <laughs> You're 20. <laughs> the fuck is I'm like, I'm talking about my girl, I'm like, motherfuckers who watch this shit and really be like believing these stories. I'm like, it's no way. It's, this shit is, has to solely be for entertainment. And it's like, no, because there's no way people are this dumb. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just like. But she, they are. <laughs> and that's the thing. We And that's another thing what sucks about America. America. We have produced a nation of fucking idiots and morons. How do you think Donald Trump gets elected? A nation of idiots and morons fucking elected him because he sold them on some fucking old bullshit fucking uh, race baiting politic ideals and they went for it. I'm going to give you guys jobs. I'm opening back up the pipelines. I'm opening up the fucking coal mines. And they're like, yeah, like yeah it sounds reasonable. I saw today a story that the uh, Kanye West Yeezy brand is reportedly on track to become worth close to a billion dollars. And um, like Chad says, people are just idiots. And like he always talks about the uh, your, your issues with social media, how you have broke, poor, stupid people that just sit around and insult multi-millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> and it's like I'm, I was looking at the comments and Shorty was like, no shade, but I ain't buying this story. But whatever helps them sleep at night over there. And I'm like, you wouldn't believe a story that the Yeezy brand is closing <laughs> like the Yeezy brand. Have you seen the Adidas stock reports the last fucking 18 months? Adidas you, you has Jordan brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are we not believing this? What do you think is leading the fucking revolution, stupid? Then I saw somebody else say, child Chris Jenner got everybody thinking they a billionaire. And it's like... No, they really billionaires. No, they really billionaires <laughs> over there. Like, like, no, they really up on the But what's crazy is Kanye said this in his interview with Charlemagne, and that just goes to show yeah. you how much niggas don't like comprehend information. Oh, did you watch the Charlemagne interview with Kanye? Oh yeah, man, he was on some bullshit. They don't retain none of the information. Yeah. Motherfuckers didn't even watch it. It was an hour and a half long. He was Motherfuckers talking. Didn't watch he it. was talking real shit, and he's like, "Yeah, we, you know, we're a billion dollar brand, and we got a compound and da da da." Even Leor Crumass was talking about how he went to Kanye compound and seen it, and how impressed he was. He's like, "Holy." Holy shit, I told Jules, like, yeah, because Jules, I was telling him, did you see the Will Smith uh, rap radar joke? Yes, and he was like, no, he has on like it's the second best interview of the year. And he was like, what was the first? I'm like, Kanye and Charlemagne. Like the Kanye and Charlemagne interview was great. Yeah, it was it was perfect. It was greatness. It was it was a perfect interview. And it's like, yeah, nah, like that. He's like he said it all on there. Yeah, he like told, he literally said. He told y'all three and a half months ago, like, yeah, we're you know billion dollar brand now and da 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 and. We're the fastest growing, billion, one of the fastest growing billion dollar brands in history. Like, honestly, watching what Kanye did when he left Nike and went to Adidas and watching Adidas completely change everything. Yes. Like, watching the boost, the 1.0. It watching, shifted the culture. It shifted urban, not even urban culture. Culture. I was going to say pop culture. Yeah. Like, pop culture shifted because of Yeezy and Pharrell. Like, think about it like this. Every time... It was not when, so much for real. Before Kanye introduced started introducing his Adidas collection, he started wearing the Ultra Boost, the 1.0 or whatever. And then he, he wore the OG, the one that had the purple uh cap. Mm-hmm. He wore the all white one. And instantly these shoes are going from sitting on footlocker shelves to being four hundred and fifty dollars. Overnight, selling the fuck out retail blackout just by him wearing it. So if he has that type of effect on a non-branded shoe that's not his, what do you think is going to happen when he puts his shoe out at a higher price point, no doubt, at two hundred to two hundred and fifty retail? And I think what was the uh, the Yeezy seven fifty was what? How much? What three fifty? I was on three seventy five or something like that retail. So it's like he's basically selling you a lower price point designer shoe. Mm 
when you do that in volume, this is how you amass a valuation of a billion dollars. And, and he I'm, didn't do it once or twice. He did this, it every time. This nigga, <laughs> like, dog, it's literally, how many 750s is it? Seven? Six or seven of those? The 350s is a good seven or eight of them. Then the V2s, it's a good six, seven of those. The 500s, the 700s. It's just like the Calabasas. The Cal- I forgot all about them. Yeah, like four colors of those out. It's just crazy. And then all the fucking apparel. Yeah. So if this on average, like he not on Yeezy season season one no like more. Like eight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that shit gets bigger and like Yeezy season. What was it? Five was at Madison Square Garden. It's yeah. like he had a so he has he sold out Madison Square Garden for a fashion show. Yeah. Do y'all not think that there's no interest in this product because you don't own any? And that's another thing that just people in in the urban world in particular got to do is stop thinking that because you don't subscribe to something or you're not taking part in it not that part it's of your not doctrine. that it's not making money yeah. or it's not impacting people. That that would be like me saying, "Oh, Taylor Swift wants some Taylor Swift bullshit." I'm like, "If I'm about Taylor Swift, she's selling a million out the gate every time." So just because I'm not listening to fucking uh, to her albums doesn't mean that it's not impacting. Like the boy earlier elsewhere. said, uh, "Scorpion came and went." And the boy like, "No, no, it's the no." He has the number one song and the number one album. Yeah, just because you listening to Griselda Records doesn't mean that Scorpion <laughs> is not doing what like, the fuck he, he's doing. He said it best. Just say you don't like Drake and go. Yeah. Like, but to say that people you, you be sound trying crazy. to get their shit off so much that they'll ignore all the facts and we live in the information age and all the information is either right in front of you or at dis- its disposal they're shoving the Drake information down your throat so if you're not consuming it then that means that you're not in the places where the majority of fucking news and culture and cultural happenings takes place because it's everywhere it's in the mainstream media it's not just on the fucking music sites that are reporting this shit yeah my biggest thing be stop with the internet rumors and stories and run. Like, my man today was, because we was talking about how in this time period, being a persona can get you paid. Oh, for sure. And I'm like, just look at like, now I'm not talking about like the, the, the hood motherfuckers like A-Town and shit like that. I'm talking about like, just look at what the Kardashians did. Like, they turned personas into billions of dollars. Yes. You look at Rick Ross. He knew, yo, I'm a persona. Let me go get paid over this. Let me get the checker situation, the wing stop. He's a smart ass business. Businessman. Puff even. Like Puff's been a persona since the 90s. Absolutely. Snoop Dogg changed. Snoop was on trial for a murder. <laughs> got past that, got away from Suge, and he turned that shit into three fucking television shows on MTV. Pepsi commercials. Commercials, <laughs> movies. He Martha has a fucking Stewart. cooking show with Martha Stewart. Like he he, he, he has a game show on fucking TBS. No, he's on yeah, he 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 literally is on roasts now. Like I said, who was the best player on the Bulls in the 90s? Who was the second best? Scotty Pippen. Who was the second biggest name on the Bulls? It was Rodman. And it's like, you look at Rodman sitting on a stage with Bruce Willis at the roast. Then you see Rodman hanging out with Trump and fucking uh, Kim Jong-un. It's like, he's a persona. Yeah. That's why he was in movies. That's why he was... the new dog, Dennis Rodman hit the New York Times bestseller list. Like, you don't do that and right. not be a fucking persona. That's what makes Charlemagne so fucking popular. Yeah. It's like, so he was talking about, like, Shiggy. And he was like, yeah, like, look at the young boy Shiggy. Like, I'm like, yeah, he was at the ESPYs. He ain't got shit to do with sports. Right. He's like, yeah, at the ESPYs. Nigga got 250 from Drake. I'm like, well, that was that, that, was that didn't happen. He's like, that shouldn't happen. I'm like, where'd you see that? He was like, somebody posted on the gram. I'm like, you know, because somebody posted it on <laughs> the gram. It's not, tr- that don't mean it's true. He like, nah, you right, you right. You do know these same people that post shit like that go do videos with Gungeon. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so 
that should just tell you like where their fucking mental capacity is. Uh, them videos is getting crazier and crazier, man. Because it's like I said on Twitter a month ago, motherfuckers are sitting at home with a notebook out, like writing down ideas on how to go viral. They're like, yo, I'll figure the idea out first and then I'll write the rap later. Yeah. And the saddest part about all of this shit is what? Saddest part about what? About the whole production of these videos. What is the most like annoying part about it? I mean, the saddest part is that it's just not getting anywhere. No, the saddest part is how are y'all getting all of these people to come and be a part of this dumb shit? Well, I mean, because that's what people, <laughs> like we said it earlier, motherfuckers want to be a part of shit. They don't give a fuck what it, what is, it is or what's going on or if it's any benefit to their lives or value. I, I can't, just want I can't get 10 people to go to Dorney Park. Niggas is getting 30 people together for a fucking 60 second music because video. Because honestly, Instagram trumps life. So if I get seen on this, I might get some more followers, which ultimately means I could, you know, become a bot. Girl, I could do this. I could do you know, motherfuckers like people host fifty lounge. I I did (laughs) see people post things online like, "What would you rather have? Um, Dinner with a millionaire, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash." Five million followers. I'm like, what the f- what the fuck is that on? <laughs> like, we've really reached a point where five million followers has an equivalency to five hundred thousand yes, dollars. We've currency. reached that. You've seen it. I know people. Everyone listening oh, has oh, seen shit like that. Like, why the fuck would I? I, I don't want the four thousand I have. <laughs> How you, much can you give me for these? You give me four hundred. <laughs> I give you the rundown on all these motherfuckers. Like. But but motherfuckers really have reached that point where it's like the, if if a motherfucker presented that to them they would have to go. Uh, I don't mean if I <laughs> like like what's wrong with y'all? We crazy? Yes, we are, man. Aaliyah uh, Cohen stopped by the Breakfast Club the other day, man, and um pitiful. For all of y'all that don't know, Lear Corn was uh, at Def Jam. He was their head A&R, right? He was the... No, A&R was... Uh, he was the president. Kevin Lyles. He was the president. It's like... He, he basically the, snaked the company from up under Russell. Got yeah. Russell to take a dumbass deal. Then he raised the valuation of the company through Rough Riders, Rockefeller, and Murder, Inc. Yeah. Off the backs of people like Damon Dash, who he said Jay-Z, he doesn't know. DMX. DMX, Irv Gotti, and ja. ja Rule. And he rose the valuation of the company, then was able to broker another deal, resold it for all his fucking money. Money and he stayed on as a CEO and then eventually left and went to Warner Music after his after he ran Def Jam into the ground. Yeah. So he stopped by Breakfast Club the other day. And I mean, we're in the media now. Quasi. Quasi. I, I don't like to diss other media because I, I really be trying to take a chance and listen. Like I've started fucking with Rat Radar a lot more. Elliot Wilson B Dive started fucking with Brilliant Idiots a lot more. Like you know, giving Andrew Schultz a try and shit. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, but but watching the Breakfast Club, like, I, cause this is my joint. I knew which way Charlemagne was going to go, oh, and sure. I knew which way Envy was going to go. I watched it, and I'm talking about eight minutes in. It was like, all right, yeah, I was right. They, I, they, they pitched him a softball. And it's like, I watch y'all. That be my joint. Like, why do the energy got to change? Yeah. Why when Takashi come up there, is your energy one yeah, way? Y'all trying to press him. Y'all, you, you, you trying to step on him. Yeah. Why when 50 come up there, is it a joyful, happy, oh, you know, you the man? Like, why is it that? But then when... Yachty. 
Yeah, it, it, it's a whole different. Or, or when Dame show up, you trying to like backdoor plane when Dame write about every Everything. little thing. <laughs> Everything. And it's like when I, I said, white dude coming up there, they ain't about to be on his neck about no shit. And he, he low-key tried to play Dame in playing him. Oh, don't say that, Leo. You know you know Dame going to take that clip and call you a culture vulture. He low-key trying to yeah, play Dame sure. right there. And it's like, well, he is. And then y'all had him on the ropes and y'all just let him up. Like the He mom, was on the ropes about the, about the, uh, the, the opioid, opioid shit. shit. And they just let him up. Like So basically, Leo was asked... Do you feel like the opioid shit? He's like, is is a serious problem. And he said, well, it's the biggest shit I faced ever. He was like, you know, when the crack era came along, when the rappers, you know, like Ice Cube and all them would rap about it, it was more so like denouncing it. Like, you don't want to be a fiend. Stay away from that shit. And that shit ultimately, like, you know, to be a crackhead wasn't cool. But now to be on lean and perks is like popping. And they like, well... If you don't support it or don't fuck with it, because he said I was on my, I don't fuck with that shit. Why do you sign artists or back motherfuckers yeah. who talk about it? And he's like, well, you know, I mean, and I ain't gonna lie, I got a family to feed, I got a business, to I run. got a business to run, <laughs> and it's like Charlamagne said, whoa, 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 like you don't, you don't, they ain't gonna take that clip and call you a culture vulture, and he just goes left, like I don't know who that is, yeah, who is that? And and envy like come on like don't sit there don't don't do that like he like I don't know him and they just went back they to just, some other they shit just and went back to the other, and that's the moment where Taxstone is like man get the fuck out of here you want some bullshit you I'm, I'm gonna pull a picture up you don't know who this is you ain't make all these you ain't make all these hundreds of millions with, off the backs of Rockefeller. You didn't fucking split up Rockefeller. You, you wasn't part of the reason that Rockefeller split up. Dame had to snap on your fucking underling because y'all tried to show up with Def Jam jackets on the Hard Knock <laughs> Life tour. Like, that you don't didn't know happen? Who, you don't know who this is? And that's why I'm just like, damn, I wish we had that right there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like, yo, y'all had a perfect moment to create internet gold and y'all didn't do it because you let them off the fucking hook because y'all fear that if you press him, he won't come back. Mm -hmm. But he ain't coming back anyway. So you might as well get your shit off and create your fucking moment. That was the moment right there, and they missed the moment. Yeah. They just let him off the hook like, oh, no. Yeah, I, watching, I didn't even get through the whole interview. I still got like another 20-something minutes on it. it. It just, I don't like, I never liked Lior. Like me, I just never liked him. I did, and that's the sad part. I and it just he's just regressed so much, and it's just like his his true intentions have become so apparent in the last four or five years, and it's just like, dog. You look crazy out here. Like, and I said it. I'm like, damn, Dame ain't lied to us yet. Nope. Like, still ain't lied. And it's like, damn, to see, and that's what the part that scares me the most about the media is like for Dame to be painted as the bad guy when he like, yo, I told y'all about Leo. It's in the book, and I told y'all before I even put the book together. Then you see Leo say some shit like that, and you just like. Damn. Yep. Then you see Dane like, yo, I straight believed in Lee Daniels when nobody believed in this motherfucker. I even went as far as giving him $2 million cash when none of these other production companies would fuck with him. And he was like, yeah, I'll give you your money back. Then he blows, gets on with all these other motherfuckers and, won't even, tour and won't even call me. And won't even acknowledge me when I take him to court and win. It's like, 
it make you look at every little situation. Yeah. The rock of the rock aware deal. The rock the Rockefeller like when Jay said I'll give you Rockefeller for the for the full out masters of reasonable doubt and Dame like no no motherfucker you ain't we created that shit like what the fuck you talking about what the fuck I'm gonna do with fucking Petey Petey and fucking (laughs) what's the chick that's on Love and Hip Hop Tamir Tierra what the fuck I'm gonna do with them nah this some shit we created from the ground dog like you tripping yeah. You're trying to rewrite history. You're trying to rewrite history, and you can't. Like, it's uh, revisionist history. You can't yeah, do that. Can't and do it's that, like, man. damn, Dame was right. The nigga's right on every little you situation. Look at the, the Charlie Walk situation. Charlie Walk yeah. was, was on the show before. It got revealed that he was another one out here sexually harassing women and shit like that. And Dame's like, I've been told y'all about Dame Charlie said, Walk I, I 10 years ago. I on Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I've been told y'all about this nigga. He's always right. He said, I had to slap the shit out of him for doing some old stupid shit. It's like, I've been told y'all about Harvey Weinstein. He told you about Charlie Walk. He told you about Lee. He told you about Leor, and it's just like I said. I'm like, damn. And these is all. And what's crazy is these is all Jay business partners. Jay literally just did the uh, Khalif Browder joint with, with Harvey Weinstein on stage. <laughs> Jay was sitting with Harvey Weinstein on stage for the Khalif Browder interview. That was last year. It's just like, damn, like. Dame ain't Dame Levar status, Levar Ball status. He ain't yeah. lied to us yet. But the thing is, it's like sometimes. You you pay for being factually correct with your popularity or with your public perception. I deal with it. You pay with that shit. I know I'm not as you know what I'm saying as as revered as I should be because I tell the truth too much. If I told the truth on everything that I dislike about what's going on and like my personally in my city, motherfucker be shooting at me. Oh yeah. If I open my mouth and I I just <laughs> say that to uh, Jules the other day, I'm like, if I really started like talking. Like, don't ever give me no truth serum. Like, if I shit. got to making 60-second videos like how Gilly and Wallace... Uh, what? I'd be shot by September. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing with, like, people. People hate to hear the facts when it's some real... Like, don't get me started. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to go left quick. T, how we on time? We done? We we wrap... All right, wrap it up. Right. Uh, one last thing, man. Um, They're having a parade for Tristan Thompson in uh Cleveland. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> did you see that? Yes. They're really having a parade, October 13th. Um, apparently, he ran up in Draymond Green's uh, Two mitt. Two piece, though. Bing, bing. And um, good for him, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all I really got. Good for him, man. They said LeBron and Katie had to break this shit up. Yeah. Drake. Imagine being so incensed you still on a nigga in front of the two biggest basketball players in this modern era. I mean... <laughs> You got to look at it like, motherfuckers is grown. So, I personally liked it because I remember an era where Charles Oakley went to Tyrell, Tyrone Hill uh, hotel room for his bread. Yo, come on, Mr. Oakley, you can't be in here. No, this nigga owe me 60 grand. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Oakley wasn't bullshit. And then it's like, that was real. Yeah. Like, I remember a time period where Rashid Wallace waited for Danny, I mean, uh, Marcus Camby waited for Danny Ferry at the fucking bus. Like, no, nah, I'm a fuck boy. <laughs> like, y'all got me, I'm, I'm fucking him up. They like, nah, you can't. Like, fuck all that. I remember a time period where Latrell choked out PJ Carlissimo. Fuck is you talking to? <laughs> That's just dope to see. That's real. <laughs> right. That's real. That's real raw emotion. Like, yo, you're not going to talk crazy about my BM. You're not going to talk crazy about me. And then when I go to shake your hand when it's all over, you like, oh, that wasn't trash talk. That was for real. Fuck you, nigga. See me out here. All right. I'm going to see you out so here. So when I see you in a party, nigga, I'm running up in your face. Like, that's dope. 
Yes. At that same energy. Yeah, keep that energy. Yes. I was happy to see that. That was pretty cool. And of course, Draymond, like all the real niggas do, took the Instagram to try to talk about <laughs> how motherfuckers ain't getting no rings or no money. <laughs> ain't that fucked up? That's how you know somebody got their ass whooped. Oh, for sure. When, when they're allegedly the victim and whatever, when they start getting on the joint, like, yeah, y'all ain't getting no rings, y'all ain't getting no paper. It's just like, yeah, he got his ass whooped. <laughs> I was cracking up off of that the other day. But, um,. I ain't really I, none of the other stuff I really care about. Um, did you care about Beyonce concert? I just cared about everybody wearing Yeezys. Yeah, I didn't really care. looking like minions. Uh, Charlemagne got exonerated. I don't even understand why that became a thing. Because the feminist movement got a hold of the information and just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed this agenda for two weeks. Despite the fact that Charlemagne, it's not new information. It's an old case. Charlemagne been talking about it. He talks about about it it all the time. All the time. His problem is, and his wife said this on air, they called his wife to talk about, uh, because he said they had an incident where the first time they had sex, he said that he raped her. And she's like, yo, first, he's like, first things first, you don't know how to fucking talk. She's like, so that's first thing. It's like, that is not what happened. We both were fucking drinking. We both did such and such I was very coherent When I had sex With your stupid ass And we planned <laughs> And we planned To have sex So how could you Get on the radio And say That it was like rape That's not the conversation That we had You're fucking stupid Like this is his wife It's like you're fucking stupid And now you Like you're your own Worst enemy Like she's telling him This on air On the breakfast club I ain't here I gotta hear this Yeah like she was really Like checking him Like yo you don't know How to talk Like that's that's your whole problem Like you don't know How to Articulate yourself and and you don't know how to properly recall situations. And she was like, "Yeah, because you did such and such." He was like, "I don't even remember that." She's like, "Yeah, because you're a fucking dumbass." Like she was really like checking him. So it's like so the, the feminist movement got a hold of the information and then they want to start pulling up clips of this and clips of that and splicing it together. And he been he been trash and we need to get rid of him. Blah blah blah. Then the DNA evidence comes out and everybody's mute. Ran a DNA scan. He had no connection to the girl, no nothing, no blood, no semen, no nothing. Because whatever happened, he wasn't the one that did it. But he's the face, so the feminist movement needs popular faces to attach to their movement to, you know, put their head on the stake mm. and say, look at another popular man out here doing what he's doing. Got the wrong one this time, though. Mm. They'd be all right. Better luck, better luck next time, feminists. Yeah. Yeah, we got through everything. Hey, man. Shout out to Wise Vega. Make sure I go get his EP, Party and Bullshit, on all digital streaming yeah. platforms. Um, thank you for the bottle of uh, Moet and for the Vega Mania shirt. I will wear it with pride, even though it's yellow as fuck and I'm yellow as fuck. I don't really know how that's going to work out. going to be funny. Um, anything else? We'll be back here next week. You're going to look like a warrior. <laughs> uh, nothing. I'm going to look like the ultimate warrior when yeah. him and Hulk Hogan teamed up yeah. for the superpower. Yeah. Uh, I got nothing, man. Um, goodbye. Peace. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.